Hello and welcome to the show this week. I am Night Demon, your gracious host, and joining me shortly should be Mr. No One Respawns in Real Life. When he realises it's show day and he turns on his stream. So, got that to look forward to. So, it's just you and me at the moment until he turns up. I've never done a show all by myself. I hope today's not the day. Because. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your host, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the Pink Panted Pansy Hiroti, and your Hunter Master Ranger, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! Approximately 10 hours later. You had me worried there. Yeah, my bad. I was like, yeah, my bad. I, uh, I don't want to do the show by myself. Here we go again. That's right. Here we go again. I'm sorry, I'm like guys. I uh, I got that machine we were talking about that I needed, and uh, apparently I slept right through the alarm and I woke up and I'm like, oh no! And I was like, what? I'm like, it's ten o'clock on podcast. And she goes, oh, I know, but you hardly ever sleep, so I just let you sleep. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> So, I turned yeah. on the stream. I was like, "He's not. He's not even in the stream." I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm, no, I'm no." no. I'm catching up, and then Destiny's got an 11 gig update that I'm waiting for it to go through, and it's already four gigs done. So, yeah, that's why you guys that are watching just have the how's your sister background. So, so I'm I'm now scared to ask: Have you actually played Destiny this week? Oh yeah, no, we played. Um, okay. Uh, the grenade launcher. Uh, I really tried to get the gloves for the hunter. Um, but every day that I was on, the gloves weren't the the dungeons drops. You know what I mean? It was how much chest pieces? Lost sectors. Lost sectors. Lost sectors. So once you boot in, I expect you to go straight to the K one revelations today. Uh-huh. Now this second. Yeah. And go yeah. and do it before reset. Okay, I'm I'm on my way right now. It's, it's gauntlets it's today. Up. I love being at home, man. That 11 gigs just went by while we were talking, just like that. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, Titans got goaded arm exotic. I heard your arm exotic was dope. From Micah, Micah said it's kind of useless. And I forgot what it does, but if Micah says it's useless, then I don't it know. creates it creates uh, cyclones. So when you have the mm. the big hammer smash on. Instead of doing like you, you can, you know, you can throw that you you do the big hammer on the floor and oh, it's oh, that's in, right, the super thing. That's yeah, right. it that's it right. turns it into five huge cyclones. Yeah, and and then just goes off and does amazing. Yeah, I remember somebody saying it could be the highest DPS in the game. Now that's right. That's yeah, right. so um, Micah Micah doesn't know anything. Well, Micah plays PvP. When do you need super, especially one offs for PvP? Well, you wouldn't have so. that in PvP. It's not a PvP super. Yeah, that, that's why we had the discussion. I'm like, 
You know, just because it, it deals with supers doesn't mean it's a bad exotic. I mean, look at Stardust Scales, look at Celestial Nighthawk, look at, you know, all these all these exotics that are very specifically only good when you have a super, you know, but they make the super so much more potent, you know? And he goes, yeah, but that's for PvE players. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know? But even for PvP, right? If it sends out three tracking tornadoes, Depending on how aggressive they are, I don't know how aggressive they are. That'd be good for PvP, too. I mean, you send out three tornadoes, that's three bodies right there, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I saw a build where it does a good damage. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, the best damage from what I understand, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. And it's the same super that was best damage last season. It's even better now, apparently. The other question I've got for you is, did you watch the showcase? Uh... I didn't watch it entirely. I saw bits and pieces of it. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I, I saw good chunks of it. I didn't see all the follow-ups after the showcase, that's for sure. You okay. know? Yeah. Well, I suppose we can get into that in a second. Once you're, you're ready. Are you oh, ready? Are we, are we ready? So many banners. Come on, man. All right. So, good morning, Night Demon. Good morning, Pet. Um, everybody else? How you doing? You know, it's a nice Saturday morning here in Florida, and uh, it's not going to get over 100 degrees moon. today. So, hallelujah. Moon, moon, go to the moon. Oh, oh that's right, you're watching. I, f- I already forgot what I was doing. Um, <laughs> uh, K1 crew, you said? Revelations at the top. Oh, Revelations. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's marked on the map. It's it almost like they want you to go there. <laughs> it is. There you go. Uh, that's what I think. Yeah, I hope they get over 100 degrees today. Goodness. I spent about two and a half hours in that lost sector this morning, and I got one armor piece to drop on my warlock, and it was the wrong set of gauntlets. And I'm like, man, seriously? I should have. I... It was one that I'd completely missed, and I completely forgot to get. On my warlock, and I'm like, I've got the new gauntlets. Oh, oh no, I haven't. Oh, that's not them. Oh goodness. So, how's everything over there, my dude, with your whole crew? Oh, it, it's been a manic week this week. Really? Yeah. Just what with the the live stream, and then just live stream. Well, you know, with the you know the Destiny live stream. Oh, your Wednesday thing. No. Why? Why did that make it manly? Don't you usually do that? No, no. The the Destiny one, the Destiny Showcase live stream. Oh, <laughs> that's not the way you Fair enough. Yeah. Well, what with that? I mean, because I kind of had to plan thing the family around that so that I could have spend some time to sit down and watch it and and digest it. And I was going to take notes and think, you know, go through it all with everybody on the show. I'm thinking, at the end of the day, people have probably watched it. They they don't need me oh, to explain. They yeah. don't need me to explain it to them. And then I got to today and I panicked and I went, "Respawn probably hasn't watched it, so I should have probably taken notes to explain to him." So now I mean, I'm I'm in a quandary of. Yeah, I, I I know you probably know the overall thing, but then there's probably questions that you're going to ask me that I'm not going to remember. <laughs> well, laugh, we have a chat for that, right? We do have a chance. Guys, you'll pick up a slack, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can't believe we're up to 
episode 240. For real. And I know. It, it's amazing. And thank you for everybody that has ever downloaded and tuned into us. It's um, And those that will. Yeah. Right? Because you guys are going to going to make other oh, yeah, people listen, yeah, right? You're going to yeah. make other people listen, yeah. Okay. You got to bring in your loved ones and your enemies and people that have done you wrong and, you know, force them to endure uh, this podcast. Yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend live because live is just like whoa, all over the place, but, you know. Wow. That's it is. what makes it raw and real, man. <laughs> it makes it real. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about me coughing and spluttering and you wheezing in your new machine, so I don't use the machine here. If I did, I'd sound like Darth Vader, man. No, Speaking of which, the first day after using it, yeah, and I took it off in the morning and I had to breathe under my own power. I was like, oh man, breathing regular sucks. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this at all. So, uh, while you try and get your new exotic gauntlets from the mm-hmm. Lost Sector, I suppose we should dive into the showcase and the live stream that happened on Tuesday Probably and do, you know, a quick recap with the help of destiny two and Bungie, because they have done a, a blog post of the showcase recap 2023, which is going to help me help you and tell people about stuff. So yeah, I love telling people about stuff, you especially do. when it's stuff I enjoy. So the, the showcase kicked off well, the pre-show kicked off with like a history timeline of Destiny. They skipped mm-hmm. over a few things, which was pretty cool. I sat there and I was I was watching it in the background and and doing a few things on my laptop, thinking, oh, you know, I'll I'll quickly do this while that's up on the screen. I did have my wife sitting next to me and she was like watching it and she was like <laughs> giving her. Yeah, she sat there and watched it. She was giving her commentary of it and it was quite funny to hear. You know, she was like, oh, he's back up again. Oh, you know, oh, you've done that, yeah. Like, why are you playing this game again? It's like, yeah, just, just leave me be. Like, why aren't you, yeah, wife? Why aren't you, wife? <laughs> I think secretly she got into it watching it, but you know, I'm telling you, she's got her own crew, right? Yeah. Y'all don't believe me, but she secretly plays behind her back, you know. Yeah, and she's one of the top readers in the game. We just don't know because you know she keeps it secret. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They timed it just right. I mean, I know they timed it just right, but it it kind of led right into the final shape reveal trailer, which I thought there was going to be a bit more explanation in there. Like the teaser mm. that we had with Cade sitting on the rock talking to Ikora. I thought there'd be a little bit more in there, but it all still seems quite secretive about what's going on, where we're going and what we're doing. It's just like, I know we're going inside the traveler and that's called the pale heart. The, the location is called the pale heart. And they they described it after the after the showcase. Joe Blackburn was sitting down talking to people, saying, "You know, we're saying that it's a linear uh, space rather than like a, a circular space. Okay. But on that linear straight line, things will change as we go through the pale heart." I'm like, "Okay, that's interesting." The pale heart. Now that's that's the word I hadn't heard yet. Is that another DLC, or is that oh the pale heart is her her zone, her throne world? It, yeah, well, it's the the travelers. It's the zone that we're going into. It's called the Pale Heart. Okay, okay. So yeah, that that's the area that we're going to meet Cade in, and it was what was quite funny is that people who I, I think it was about it must have been about a, a year to six months ago. 
there was that leak about the old tower coming back into Destiny 2 and people were like, oh, we're going to go back to the old tower. Do you remember it? And then they started repairing it on the side of the, the building from the tower that we're sit- sitting on at the moment. Yep. We can see them repairing it and people go, oh, they're bringing back the tower. They're bringing back the tower. Little did we know that they were going to bring back the tower inside the Pale Heart as a kind of starting off location. Well, I say starting off location. That's what they're saying on the kind of the threads at the moment. It's like, I don't think Bungie actually said you'll be starting at the, the tower inside the Pale Heart, but I think a lot of people have gone, we're going to be starting there. It's like, okay, that is now gospel. We're going to go with that. Okay. Yeah, apparently so. What What caught me off guard is... <laughs> It's my own fault. I get I get overexcited, and I understand that, right? But like, I saw all this happening, and I saw the new supers and things like that, and I thought that we were going to get the supers this 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 um this week, this DLC drop. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> Not gonna lie. So I did all the weekly stuff. I got the you know I got the exotic. I'm trying to do all the you know all the stuff that you know they want you to do doing a new yeah. DLC drop and. And uh, I'm like, Micah, he goes, what? I'm like, did you figure out how the hell to, to A, unlock our freaking subclasses or uh, loadouts, right? Because I didn't know they were locked because they were being buggy at the time. Yep. And um, I'm like, A, do you know how to unlock those yet? And B, how the heck do we get these new freaking supers? He goes, dude, you don't get those until uh, Lightfall. I'm like, are you kidding me? He goes, nope. I'm like final shape, not like four. We're in, yeah, we're in like things, man. Uh, but yeah, yeah. You so. you mean final shape? I know final shape. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? <laughs> you said the lightfall. Oh yeah, final shape. The final shape. So they describe the pale heart of the traveler as a realm of infinite possibilities which awaits within the traveler. The pale heart is born both from the power of the light and the memories of darkness. It is the place that the witness has been trying to reach for so long and now has arrived and it's where the final shape will be conceived unless we stop the witness so the universe will become a single moment frozen in time forever really is that is that your ultimate goal um... to, to freeze the universe in a single moment frozen in time forever i know i know you want to create your perfect universe but is that really the best way to go about it mr witness or mrs witness or the witness no, the the witness truly deserves they them pronouns. Let's be honest; it's an entire civilization in one body. Yeah, but Bungie <laughs> do Bungie do go on to say that it's hard to define exactly what the pale heart is, uh, but it's a world that has been created by the traveler's consciousness, one that has been influenced by both the presence of the witness and the guardian. It is a realm of infinite possibilities made reality by the experiences and desires of those inside it. So does that mean Kate isn't real? Kate is just no, a he, figment he, of Ikora's imagination? No. He he is definitely back. He is definitely real. But that's all they're saying about it. Huh. I still want to know what's going on. Like, I'm still of the theory that when Guardians, very specifically Guardians, die because of the connection they've always had with the light and their resurrections... Mm-hmm. Maybe the 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 traveler stores us almost like exos are stored in the database, right? So yeah. every time we die, we just kind of get redownloaded into a new body via the ghost, like you know the the, the exos do, right? Yeah. So ghost is like know, the USB stick that has been taken away from the computer to just right. use it. And if yeah. the ghost is destroyed, we no longer have a way to resurrect. But our consciousness still exists and still resides within the traveler. And if that's the case, 
Like that that leaves so many options. Like, can we go back and see every guardian that's ever lived? Can we go see Felwinter? Can we go see, you know, uh just I mean uh, all the freaking um the possibilities are endless. You know what I'm saying? Any guardian that's ever lived, good and bad, if they're stored yeah. within the traveler, that oh some shenanigans could happen there in, in the future, man, let me tell you. So yeah, they they go on to say that it is a linear destination in Destry's history we feel both familiar and unsettling. It will evolve along with your actions, and the enemies plaguing it will escalate their aggression and the more you advance your mission to stop the final shape from coming to fruition. And it says, but the campaign is only one part of the Pale Heart. Once completed, the destination will open up, and new secrets and activities will be available. Then, then they go into like the new supers and things. So are you excited to kind of get your Hunter Blink knife thing back? Uh, back we never had that <laughs> that's cool well it, it's a it's a variation of the destiny one isn't it with the your blade i can't remember the name of the blade thing blade dancer is it blade dancer uh blade dancer is what we have now isn't it no no okay then yeah it is blade dancer <laughs> so that looks uh, I'm excited at, at at its changes. Yes, I'm very excited. Don't don't let me undermine that. Um, but I gotta say, and I know it's gonna sound like blasphemy coming from me. Mm. I really want to have a titan on my team <laughs> to have that throwing axe, dude. I want a big up a battle like so bad. <laughs> yeah, you, your hunters. You get your your arc super is that you throw your throwing you throw a knife. And then you can blink to that point, and then you kind of do a big slash melee to that surrounding area. The three times, by yeah. the way, yeah, that right. is going to be that's going to be good and bad for like fortress for trials. You know, you you pop your super, you throw your knife to the point, and then you kill everybody that's standing on the point. Yeah, well. That's- we hope you kill everybody standing on the point, yeah. and I hope it one shots and Bungie's not like, oh well, you know the one shot would be too powerful, so you know you got to hit him twice or whatever. I don't know. It's and a as, super, it should as you back. alluded to, the Titans have a void axe that they can throw. They can throw three axes and uh, at a distance, and then your team, your fire team, can actually pick these up and wield them. How cool is that? That is really cool. Big fan of that. And then the Warlocks are getting a sort of Radiance back, but not Radiance as it was in Destiny 1. But there's going to be, as we've got with the Void and the Ark, you're going to have a little Solar Buddy, which is going to be doing damage and you're going to be clicking fingers and things are going to be exploding all over the place. It's, it's There's a lot of fire involved in that. That oh, looks yeah. cool. It feels like Destiny 1, where we all got our initial... Uh, supers, you Titans got your void, we got the Ark, and then you know, the Warlocks got their shenanigans too. Mm. You know, it feels like we're getting our supers all over again for the first time. Now, now is that going to be in addition to or in replacement of? That's another question I had that they haven't answered. You know, is it going to replace one of the supers we currently have right no. now? Or is it no, gonna it's be... three new super abilities that are going to be available, as well as three new aspects. So you're going to be also be able to tweak what you currently do with your builds that we currently run now. So the Warlock one is going to be called Song of Flame. The Titans uh, is going to be called Twilight Arsenal. And the Hunters is going to be called Storm's Edge. There you go. 
Blizzard sounds like a really cool name for something that's going to kill a lot of people. But before we go too far into that, Squirrel! Right? Okay. Speaking of um, abilities, I gotta say, this season, right now, currently in, so, yeah. the fact that Warlocks have something that makes them actually pretty invincible. No, okay. not pretty invincible. Invincible, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, no, you can, a lot of supers will two-shot them, right? Um, so they're not completely invulnerable, but they are immensely tough, let's call it yep. that, uh, near immortality. Um, and then you have Titans, which um, can make themselves and their fire team nigh unkillable, right? Right, yeah. And then they gave Hunters, are you ready for this? A Beyblade. Yeah. What's a, what's a Beyblade? Like, we'll gotta prove on my point there, bud. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know what it is. I know I've seen them on the battlefield, but I haven't. I don't actually know. So, is it a specific? It's a tangle, right? Any yep. tangle, yours, anybody else's, right? And if you destroy the tangle, it becomes a spinning disc with blades on it. Okay. Uh, and it 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 spins and it does. It doesn't even do amazing damage. It does take damage to anybody it hits, right? Okay. Um, it can kill them, obviously. But, like, it's got to hit them a few times to do it. And it's got relatively aggressive tracking for things that are nearby. If things aren't really nearby, then, you know, whatever, right? But for things that are nearby, it has pretty okay tracking. So, Immortality, Team Immortality, and a Beyblade. So, clearly, Bungie has balanced this season very well. They have. I don't know what you're talking about. So getting back to the, the showcase, for the Warlocks, the new aspect creates a solar soul when using your class ability, and it can send entire armies ablaze from a distance. So that's cool. The Titans okay. the Titans will have a void aspect that lets them consume their grenade to create a moving shield that not only protects them and their fire team, but also absorbs en enemy attacks, and the stored energy can be released into a massive area of effect attack. There you go. See? You you were talking only a couple of weeks ago about having a titan with a, a movable shield, like the movable bubble, and, and they listen to you. It's it's in the game. It was that quick, that turnaround from listening to Respawn. Great. Now can we <laughs> listen to Respawn about some of these hunter changes? <laughs> so the, the, the hunter, uh, the arc aspect that allows the hunter to consume their class ability while airborne, propel themselves into the air, jolt and damage enemies that are below and amplify themselves and nearby allies, all with a Yay. single move. And yes, you can pair it with Tempest Strike for an amazing arc-based combo. That's cool. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, so super exciting. Uh, <laughs> are they really taking care of the, the Warlocks and the Titans? That's all I'm going to say. Hunters, I'm feeling a little, little racist right now. <laughs> a little classist. <laughs> Y'all can do better than that, Bungie. Come on. We have a while before the final light comes or final shape comes out. Do better. Yeah. Can, can, can we can we agree that mm. maybe you haven't finished all the changes? Maybe maybe you've forgotten something. Like I said, I, I still feel even watching the showcase and listening to the stuff afterwards, there was still a lot of secrecy because the showcase trailer didn't reveal anything apart from a few kind of cinematic scenes with like guardians working together doing different things. Which, yeah, it's fair enough. Um, the even throughout the actual kind of reveal, there it was very 
we'll tell you this, this and this. But even afterwards, when they were questioning them, they kind of very tight lipped about what's actually happening and what the story is, because I think it's it's something they don't want to kind of spoil. They want to kind of try and get as many people hyped for it. But it's it's really hard when you can't say that much about it. I mean, they were going on to like the subjugators, which are the two new enemies that we'll be facing in the final. Oh, shape. that's right. We have Dwinwis. Yes. So, I've heard a lot of people complain about the fact that we're only getting two new enemies when... Only? (laughs) We're getting two new enemies, guys. What's the last time we had new enemies? Well, they were saying the last time that we had new enemies was when Bungie was partnered up with Activision and they had help of other studios. So Uh taking King, we got a whole new faction. Yes, it was a reskin of like other enemies that were in the game but the Taken do their own thing. And then the last time that we had an enemy faction brought into the game was with the Scorn, and that was with Forsaken, just Again, before they split. Skin. Yeah, yeah, just before they split. So it, it may be hard to kind of create a whole new enemy faction, but yeah, people were laughing like, you know, all those pyramid ships are being piloted by no one, or they've just got like loyal Cabal on there, or they've got loyal, you know, Scorn and... <laughs> what and taken on there it's like same enemies same things like but i see that it, it's hard to kind of do what they wanted to kind of do by themselves and i think with this like just having two new enemies it, it does show that yes they kind of have struggled to do what they've kind of set out in their own mind to do but and then actually get into reality i mean like we know with the Witch Queen, that was delayed by about six months. We had an extra six months on, or four or five months maybe, tacked onto the previous year before the Witch Queen came out because it wasn't ready to, you know, to be in our hands. And that's why we now have a February kind of yearly at the moment, touch wood, uh, release schedule for the big expansions. But even with that, when the Witch Queen came out, we didn't have the full Witch Queen experience as Bungie kind of envisions in its head which is why we ended up with having Lightfall and having Strand in Lightfall because that was meant to come with the Witch Queen. So even with that and the new kind of subjugators, and recently we had the Darkness subclass kind of that little kind of video that was kind of circulating around. And now people are upset that we're only getting light-based supers added into the final shape. Maybe the Darkness was or is still something that they are working on to kind of get us that third darkness subclass uh-huh. but they can't get it into the final shape maybe it's something that is coming later on down the line where we kind of combine our powers and we find this on a distant world or you know who knows the, the story behind it but maybe it is coming and it's something that it, they are still working on maybe they are still working on other enemy races but they can't get them into the final shape they've kind of locked what they can kind of get in there sort of for the moment so, which is why we've only got two subjugators, which is, and it's know. not just the subjugators too. I mean, this past year we had all the the new enemies that showed up in the raid too, the the freaking the devastators. The, I mean, we've had all those new enemies that people have already forgotten about. You know, all the, you know, the, the guys without heads that you know put you in void, soul sucking animations and wipe you out. You Tormented, know. Yeah. Yeah, tormentors, devastators, things like that. We, we've we've had new enemies, you know. Yeah, but I think people were thinking that there would be a whole new enemy race. That you know, the witnesses. Well, that is. Be- 
Yeah, well, I think they wanted more than like three or four. The witness has been out there for so long and conquered these enemy races and all he can come up with is three or four new enemies. It's like, hmm. But I, I don't mind. Yeah, I've, but they, I, all pilot, they all pilot their own pyramid ships, right? The we, we didn't get invaded by all of the pyramid ships. Just actually we did. Never mind. Damn. <laughs> Never mind. Uh... I was gonna, I was gonna be like, it was just a witness that came, but no, he came with a whole freaking fleet, didn't he? So yeah, yeah. we definitely yeah, had a bunch of one-offs. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's not like one-off races, right? Because supposedly, from what I understand, he 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 pulls the the last one of a race to to be like part of his crew, right? So even if we didn't have a whole new race of enemies, we could have had at least a bunch of one-off bosses because of this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. What you saying? Well, I am yeah. confused about. I mean, I, I tell you guys about the the subjugators. So the first type is the subjugator is a master of stasis. Basically, they slow, freeze, and shatter, forcing enemies out of cover to make them vulnerable. And the other type is even rarer. It's the first enemy that will use strand against you using proximity mines. This subjugator I can, see that. I was like, what? can suspend foes and launch projectiles that sever adversaries before dissolving them into oblivion. So yeah, I want to know what the law aspect of this is. Having an enemy now wielding stasis strand, yeah. Uh, well, we know the stasis already. It's the strands. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. I want to know what the law implications are, or the the law behind them wielding strand, because as we were led to believe, we were the only, we were the first person, first like people to kind of wield that when we went into the lightfall. So it's going to be interesting to know how the witness has kind of acquired that. I don't remember them saying we were the first ones to use a strand. I remember them teaching us how to use a strand. And, you know, even though they didn't use strand, the, the local inhabitants, the, the the guardians of Neoluna, knew how we could access that mm. energy, I guess he was calling it. You know, he was saying, you know, you just become part of the river, you flow with it, yada, 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 yada. So, I mean, the whole time he was telling us how to how to use that energy. So even if they didn't use it in the form of strand... They could clearly access it somehow, you know? So we just gave it a different form, perhaps, but, you know, the energy was there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, we're the first guardians to use it, yeah, but are we the first beings to use it? Are we? I don't remember that in the lore at all, about us being the first beings to ever use Strand. I thought we were in the lore. But I could we're be definitely wrong. the first guardians, that's for sure. But well, the guardians aren't the only beings that we know of. And even beings we don't know of, <laughs> come to think of it, you know, but beings that we don't know of that are capable of using strand or stasis or whatever, you know, because those aren't light-based subclasses. And darkness has been around the universe, too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So while the Traveler's been hanging out here with us, darkness has been doing its thing everywhere else. So there could be a bunch of different races that can use strand, that can use stasis, and that can use something we probably haven't even heard of yet. You know? So, eh? 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, so, there's have a... you pre-ordered the final shape? Have you Not got yet. your new exotic in your hands? Not yet. Ah. So, if you pre-order now, you can have the tessellation. I love fusion rifles! It's an amazing fusion rifle, and I do have a video. What do you mean amazing? It turns a grenade into a missile. Yay. It does amazing DPS. DPS. 
DPS, like sustained damage. You're telling me this fusion rifle does amazing sustained damage? Yeah. How you figure? Because well, somebody on YouTube told me. Oh, you don't know for a stack. Okay. Ooh. No, I haven't. I haven't clicked the button to say pre-order as yet. Yeah, same. My wife now has access to my bank account, so she's been seeing the things I spend on, and I can't get away with a lot of stuff anymore. <laughs> like yesterday, she goes, you have a Steam subscription? I'm like, no. She goes, it says you spend $60 every month. I'm like, that's because I'm buying stuff. <laughs> so, uh, visually, it looks pretty cool. That I'll give credit for. But another fusion rifle. We, we have so many fusion rifles. You know, is it, is it, are we looking at another, uh, another Telesto perhaps? You know? Mm, possibly. You can get the, uh, Tessellation if you pre-order now and use it in-game now. A bit like we had with the Quits Over Storm last year. So the exotic fusion rifle feeds on this subclass element of the players to change the damage input. Something that allows an all-strand or all-stasis build for the very first time. There you go. So this is a primary weapon? No. Then how could it be? Because Okay, I see what you mean. I'm tracking. Let him think yeah, about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you can't have Sanders Stasis in your energy slot. Yeah, I got you. There you go. It's the first one that will kind of bind to whatever you're running. So you can have Strand or Stasis in your primary and heavy and now in your energy slot as well. But that's, not, that's not all. It can also consume your grenade into a single high damage projectile that creates a huge elemental explosion on impact. Now, actually, it was a cheese forever video. There is a cheese or a glitch with it where, uh, yeah, you can put, you can infuse your grenade into it. And I think it was swapping the grenade out on your character gives it infinite, like the infinite mode of the, the grenade damage. <laughs> oh, lovely. Is that yeah. why it's the highest DPS because of the bug? Yes, I think so. I think that's what happened with it. That so makes way more sense. Okay. Yeah. While I'm talking about cheese forever at this point in time, if you have not got like ring the bell subscription on cheese forever at the moment, that man puts out so much effort into the beginning parts of the season, going over all the new bugs and all the new kind of cheeses and tricks that you can kind of uh, do to help you at the very beginning of the season. You know, there's loads of stuff at the beginning of the season because it's things that Bungie kind of need to firefight and he will keep you updated with everything as the hours go by. I mean, I've watched, I think about 15 videos this week of Cheese Forever and within like a day or two days, Bungie have been on top of it and gone, right, we're going to patch that. We're going to stop that. We're going to do this. It's like, He's telling you so you can get ahead and you can do the thing now before it's kind of patched. But yeah, unfortunately, Bungie's also watching him and seeing what he finds and then patching it as he tells you. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, quickly, quickly. That's cool. Yeah. Subscribe. Ring the bell for notifications for cheese forever. Or if you if you know of a cheese or a, a tip or a trick that will help other guardians get in touch with cheese because he does take other guardians' feedback and he he will give you props on the video of who kind of gave him that information or where he got the information from so if you know something or you think you know something contact cheese and he will kind of work with you and try and work it out and see if it is the thing that we can kind of make a video on they'll help everyone else very nice guy i think we had him on here yeah. once we've had him on the show before he became super famous and ignores <laughs> us now 
He doesn't ignore <laughs> us. You can message him. So also coming with the final shape, this is going to excite Respawn. Respawn is going to get so excited about this. Yeah. I, I was pausing for effect. Uh, okay, <laughs> you're not Stephen King. Let's go. <laughs> Returning exotics from Destiny One. It depends on the exotic. Uh, I no, I know you're not that. Here. I know you're not that concerned about the Kvostov, the exotic auto rifle. I did see that it's coming back. It depends on what flavor it comes back in because it was pretty cool the way you could change its different modes in D One. But overall, even though you could do that, it, it wasn't a very good gun overall, you know. I, yeah, I, I think you could change it, you know. I think, but... I think they're going to change it. But I'm looking forward to the Dragon's Breath, the exotic rocket launcher, which yeah. is napalm everywhere. Yeah. And I hope if they put a catalyst on it, that you can switch from two different modes. Now, if you're around in Destiny 1, the Dragon's Breath, when it initially started, uh, you fired out a rocket and you held down like the button for uh, where it would travel to. And then when you uh -huh. released it, it would give you like, you know, the, the big solar ball that the Warlocks used to throw it, out. It the... drops napalm is what it does. No, no, no. Before <laughs> that, before that, it would, it would do big solar balls, a bit like the, uh, I can't remember the name of the, the grenade. Big you know, solar when... balls. I heard that there's a cream that'll fix that for you. The, the solar balls that you can now, if you're on a solar subclass and you, you throw out the solar ball that's on the ground and the warlocks have got the aspect that it spits the fire out of the sides of it, that one, that grenade, it would basically do a larger version of that uh, when it first came out. So you could fire off about three or four of these. I remember kind of trying to time it just right so that you would splatter Crota and, and he'd have all these balls around him burning him, but you'd have to hold down the trigger for the the distance otherwise you kind of get it wrong and yeah so that that was how it initially started and then they reworked it somewhat somewhere along the lines to just you fired it it hit a, uh, the target and then it just dropped napalm at their feet so i wish you, if they do a catalyst we have the two different versions back that's that's my my wish i wish they had more exotics like the taken out to make that the way it used to be yeah but you not can everybody have a Taikonite? Yeah. <laughs> I want that. If we're going to have that rocket in the game, the rocket's fun, don't get me wrong, but like, I've said it so many times, what made the rocket really, really interesting and really fun was a, a Titan exotic called the Taikonaut. And what it did was, it A, increased the amount of heavy that you could get, right? Which was already good back then because you had to use like devices to get heavy. But it, um, it also increased the what else? So it oh, it gave it tracking. That's right. So it gave all rocket launchers, exotic and legendary, tracking. That's the first part. The second part is it increased the heavy drop rate. So with those two things combined, you were Captain Planet. No, hold on. Uh, back up. Uh, with those two things combined, basically you had the whole field covered. In Napalm, and no matter where enemies went, there just wasn't a safe spot. Because I'm not being facetious about this. I'm not trying to be dramatic. You literally could have an entire field covered in Napalm, you know, with just one Titan with a helmet. Now, if you had three Titans with Tychonauts, it was game over. There was nothing for anywhere to go to survive with just Napalm everywhere, you know? Mm. And 
Like, if, if that rocket launcher is coming back, I want another exotic like that. Maybe for the Hunters this time instead of the Titans, right? Since Warlocks and Titans are invincible, can we have a Tychonaut? Please, Bungie? No. <laughs> yes! But what they will give you is the exotic pulse rifle, Red Death. That is good. Okay. I'll give them that. In the showcase after show, when they were asking questions, Joe Blackburn did drop the fact that it is going to be a solar weapon. Mm-hmm. So it could tie into kind of radiance and all of the, the solar verbs for what you can build into with that, because that was a bit like the uh, the hand cannon, the crimson. So on kills, you would get a bit of your health. Uh, initially, I think it was you would get full re- full health regen. But then I think they did change it towards the end of Destiny 1's life cycle that it would give you small chunks for every kill because it was very kind of... Uh, it was one of the nails that was sticking right up in, <laughs> in Crucible. So they kind of hammered it down a little bit. So, But I don't know what nice. the... Yeah. I don't know what the catalyst could be on that one. And this is for what again? What, what's going to be solar? Red Death. Red Death. Yes. Oh, so it's not going to be a primary yeah. anymore. Um, and he didn't really go into it, but the Red Death was basically a pulse rifle version of the hand cannon crimson. Or did you say that? No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's it's a it was it was the crimson in D one, you know, because we didn't have the crimson back then, so we had the Red Death, and it was a pulse rifle. And actually, as pulse rifles go, it was pretty stable and had pretty good range. It wasn't the best, but it was up there, you know. Uh, but again, the whole thing about you healing upon kill was still a factor back then. It didn't reload the magazine back then, though, did it? It just gave you health, right? I can't remember off the top of my head. but Yeah, I, I don't think it reloaded the magazine back then, but it did give you health, just like the Crimson does now. So, you know, fun, fun. So, and all Red that. Death, each kill heals you and speeds up the reload. Speeds up reload, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was what it was. And I know it doesn't mean anything because Destiny 1 information is kind of changed in Destiny 2, but the RPM was 66, the impact was 15, the range was 38, stability was 44, and the reload was 76 with a name assist of 50. And there was 27 in the magazine. So I don't know what the RPM translated to over in in what we had now. It changes um, to rounds per minute. Yeah, no, no, no. But they, they changed... <laughs> They changed the way that kind of the RPM is in Destiny 2. Oh, okay. So no time to explain in Destiny 1 was RPM of 66. And that was an RPM of 66. So if we have a look at no time to explain in Destiny 2, it's probably going to be the same archetype as that in Destiny 2. And if my Destiny item manager loads faster than I can click buttons, I will tell you that, if I can find it, do, do, do. Pulse rifle, pulse rifle, pulse rifle. Where is it? That's my song for today. Oh, we got a night demon song. So the RPM in Destiny 2 is 340 with impact of 33, range of 70 for no time to explain. So it's probably going to be along the same lines as that. So an RPM of a 340. There you go. Interesting stuff, eh? I mean, depends on what it's like when we get here, but yeah. So one thing that really confused me, and I, I had to go away and listen to other podcasts and things, because I think I missed this when I was actually watching the showcase. Because when they were talking about the final shape, 
and going through and making sure that we were doing the campaign and stuff. Then they went, and what comes after the final shape is episodes. And did you catch this? Have you known anything about the episodes? I didn't hear anything about episodes, no. Right. So initially, I thought episodes were the things that were coming after the final shape. So final shape is 2024, February, yeah. I thought when they were talking about what comes next after the final shape, that these episodes that we're getting will then come the year after. And, you know, I think it was me just being stupid that I just didn't listen or didn't pay well, that much attention. Well, stupid helpful, right? You don't have to be stupid. But no, this, this is, instead of four seasons, again, this is where I, I still thought that I was thinking 2025 for this. Instead of the four seasons that we get each year, like we, we have done for like the last three or four years, they're now going to do three episodes per year. In those episodes, we are going to get smaller DLCs, like like bite sized DLC. Well, no, but I th- I think it's just that it's going to be spread out. It's going to be spread out evenly for each month, but uh, they're going to have three acts per episode. So Act One, Act Two, and Act Three, and they go through each thing. So there'll be six weeks in episode. Yeah, six weeks in episode one, Act One and then six weeks for Act 2, and then six weeks for Act 3, and then it will move on into the next episode, which will then have six weeks for first act, six weeks for the second act, six weeks for the third act, and then move on to the third episode, again, six weeks, six weeks, and six weeks. And the only difference I can see on the infograph that they've put out in all over the place is that the first one takes place from March to June, which is called Echoes, and it looks very Vex-themed. We are getting new exotic weapons, new exotic mission. There'll be new quests, new story, new activities, new weapons, artifact mods, season pass ranks, pass rewards, and new armor. And then what they've done for Act 2 and 3 underneath is they've put the symbols that they put in Act 1. So again, we're going to get new quests, new story, new activities, new weapons, new artifact mods, season pass ranks, uh, and season pass rewards. So we won't get new armor. Uh, until like each episode starts again so each episode will bring new armor but not in the different acts that's the only kind of difference that i can see with their little symbols that they're putting out so episode one echoes which will be march to june july to october will be revenant which looks very scornified and then heresy will be november to february very hive themed so yeah that's uh, that's the episodes but what i think i missed was that the idea is that we Final Shape comes out in February and we are going to have, I think they've said it's two weeks, two weeks to go through and do the Final Shape story. It's just going to be that. There's not going to be any seasons or episodes that start when the Final Shape comes because they want you to focus on doing the story and everything that is leading up to the end of the Light and Dark Saga. So we will have that to do for two weeks. And I think that also includes the raid. So we will be doing story up until the point of the raid. And then in March, that's when Echoes will drop. And then Revenant in July. And then Heresy in November. So that is the next year of Destiny. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, the word episodes, you know, kind of has me peaked a little bit. Like, because are we moving on to something? Maybe like an actual kind of 
we all want something more to happen since they paired up with Sony, right? So what's going to come of this? Is Are they calling it episodes because it might actually be that soon? Hmm. No. Are we looking at some possible... Ah, oh, please, these ogres are unstoppable. Yeah. Duh. Uh, <laughs> are we... Uh, is this, like, getting us prepared for a TV show, like, with episodes and whatnot? Right? You know? I mean... Uh, like episode one, is that going to be directly related to an upcoming series where what happened in the game is going to happen in the series or whatever? You know, I mean, well, I, I'm I'll, definitely I'll, being optimistic. I'll tell you what but... they say. Basically, episodes are a big shakeup to the actual content that is delivered by Destiny Two. Instead of four seasons next year, you will get three larger content-packed episodes named Echo, Revenant, and Heresy. The three first episodes will be focused on the consequences and the aftermath of the final shape. One of the narrative goals is to tell a standalone story that are easy to follow, even if you haven't played previous content. So episodes will deliver more frequent story beats compared to the seasons, so players can expect to experience a new burst of storytelling through these acts. Each episode will be split into the three acts, like I said, and will launch every six weeks with new story elements, new quests, uh, rewards, etc., etc. The first act of an episode will feel packed with a big offering of new stuff to do and chase the second and third acts will be expanded in the episode experience with more activity stories and rewards, along with new additions to rank rewards such as exotic ships. Mm, so exotic I'm, ships are uh, the one thing that doesn't really help us in the game. <laughs> <laughs> on top of the new story planned for each episode, each one will have a new exotic weapon and a new exotic mm. mission, as well as okay, legendary see, weapons. That I can get into exotic weapons. Yeah. Let's go. Additional artifact perks and two hundred passes. On your season, on your season pass ranks, split across three acts. So the first one hundred. What do you mean two hundred passes? Two hundred steps. Like right now, we have a hundred. What a hundred steps? Yes. So there'll really? be two hundred pass ranks split across three acts. So the first hundred oh, will split. be. Okay. Yeah, the first hundred ranks will be in the first initial part of Act One, and then you'll get another fifty that will open up for Act Two, and another fifty in Act Three, and then. That I mean that that doesn't really mathematically add up. You got three acts. You have two hundred steps. Uh, Budgie, do you, do you math? No, right. It's a hundred for Act One. Uh huh. An additional fifty. Fifty-fifty. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So similarly, the idea for the artifact perks: the first act will have twenty-five available and establish a particular meta, and then the two following acts will unlock five perks each to make your existing builds grow even further. You'll have your artifact like we have now. And then as we move into Act 2, you'll get another five slots that will open up so that you can then play around with that. And then Act 3 will have another five. Okay. Uh, the three episodes launch in 2024 are included in the Final Shape Plus Annual Pass, while the Standard Edition includes the activity episodes at the time of purchase. Each episode will be available separately in the in-game store for 1,500. And I'm guessing that's 1,500 silver. So. Well, yeah, no, they're not going to give it to you for 1,500 glimmer. Well, it might be 1,500 pounds. <laughs> or or bright dust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. No, bud. <laughs> there's being optimistic and then there's being silly. Come on. And I was listening to the Last Word podcast and I was listening to Tiger Travis on there. And he was explaining this, that this was the most exciting thing for him. He said what this is basically telling him is that... Okay. Although Bungie have not said what is coming after these three episodes, they're not saying anything. They've just stayed quiet on that. This is in 
you know, being swapped out for the seasons. We're now getting episodes. He said, what's quite interesting for this is that it gives Bungie the time to stand back and breathe and take it in the fact that they've got possibilities of more development time. So rather than trying to stick to the annual, we're going to stick out a a big expansion every year, they could possibly carry on with episodes for, say, a year, two years, 18 months down the line before they then announce the next big expansion which gives them a bigger development window for that expansion, which is really good news because I think a lot of people were very upset with Lightfall and how that hit. And if it didn't have Strand in there, people would have been like, well, this this is rubbish, you know. And I know it was the filler kind of like DLC that we got before the final shape. And, you know, Bungie did say that. But I think the thing is that we all know that it takes like developers a long time to create these DLCs and these expansions to the game. Well, and I think we all know we should all know, but people yeah. seem to think that these expansions just fall out of Bungie's anus, right? <laughs> like like we pointed out earlier with the the enemy races, that if they are not working with another studio, they haven't got that support, they haven't got that help. And if they are gonna still kind of technically be independent but working with Sony and I think we all know that the, the Sony part of it is for the other media. I think maybe they could lean on Sony for other studios' help down the line, but because they'd kind of already got these things in the work before they went with Sony, I think they're kind of trying to finish this out and then move on further. So in theory, they could go episode one, two, and three, you get with the final shape, and then we could continue with episodes, maybe another three episodes for the next year, and or maybe another six episodes till we get to episode nine and then we get another big reveal and another big dlc which comes down you know two years down the line but the episodes are kind of keeping us going until we get to that point i'm all for that because i think a lot of people liked the witch queen because it was a lot bigger and was in development for a lot longer i mean like we like we said we had that 18 months kind of gap between expansions so the Witch Queen could come out and be a lot bigger and be closer to what they actually envisage for us to play. And I think if they had more time to build a bigger expansion, I think a lot of people would be on board with that. And I think them giving us episodes, and I agree with Ty, that it's it's a good thing for them not to say what's coming next because it gives them the freedom to say, right, we're going to continue with episodes rather than trying to go, right, you're going to have these three episodes, and then after the final shape, there's going to be Destiny Two: The The Reckoning or Destiny Two: The The, the explore, Exploration of the Universe kind of thing. It, they have because they haven't said anything. It kind of gives them that freedom of like, okay, so in like behind the scenes, talking realistically, how many episodes is it going to take till we get to the next expansion before we can then say something? So I think episodes are going to be the way. I'd like them to go down the route of what I was saying only a couple of weeks ago when I was saying going back in time and and playing episodes of time frames that, you know, then we don't necessarily have the stuff that we've currently got now. And it kind of alleviates Bungie of like the the power creep. But, you know, it's something they probably are thinking about of how to get around the the ever expanding vaults. I mean, they didn't mention anything about our our vaults and my vault is is crying. Are they ever? My fault is crying. No, but I think they expect people to just move on 
with weapons and things. And it has kind of helped with crafting because if a weapon isn't, you know, doing it, you can kind of just shard it and then pick it back up from the crafting table, might, you know, like six, nine months later, etc., and go, oh, this gun is doing fabulous and I can craft it again. I can now even use my materials to infuse it back up to the point of where it was before and carry on using it. So it, and I suppose like exotic weapons as well, you can kind of shard them and just pull those out of your collection. So maybe I need to kind of do that. The thing is, if it's not in my destiny item manager, I forget that I've got it. And um, when I'm searching through, like if I'm going to go and do a lost sector or something, I go, Oh, I'm, I'm sure there was an exotic for that. And I search in dim and not because I'm not on the game at that point in time. And I go, Oh, I haven't got anything like that. And then, I go and have a look at when I'm actually in the game. And go, oh, that's in collections. Why did I dismantle that way back when? Like, because I needed the space. So, but yeah. So episodes. <laughs> I mean, they do need to do something about the vault space. I'm perpetually sitting at like five ninety ish at all times. And so. you're not a hoarder, are you? I'm not a hoarder. No, I'm really not. And, and you, you don't I, play I get, like get... all three characters religiously of like getting all the stuff for all of them. Yes, and, and even then, when it comes to armor, right, what I have is I'll go through a D2 armor picker, and for every subclass, for everything I like to do on each subclass, I'll look for the strongest armor, and then I'll equip that, and then once I have all the armor for every subclass, you know, I delete the rest. And you're probably thinking, wow, that's a lot of armor. Not really. Uh, like, three or four pieces go to multiple armor sets, just because they happen to be best in slot, right? So, in the end, I might have maybe 20 pieces of armor total. And that, I'm, I'm, I'm overestimating that, actually. It's probably around 12 to 15 armor pieces that are just, if not on me, then in my vault, right? Only because I'm not actively using that subclass, so that armor is just kind of hanging out, right? So... I don't even, like like you said, I'm not a hoarder. I just, I keep what I need. What I have is a lot of weapons that either I can't get again or that, you know, with all these changes that are being made might be good in the future, you know? So it's just, it's just weapons for me, man. And not even a lot of craftable ones. Cause like you said, if it's craftable, you know, delete and get back later. So most of those are just non-craftable weapons that I've gotten in past seasons that, you know, become good again or whatever, you know, because with all these different changes to every season, you never know, are Scout Rifles coming back? You know, is that God Roll freaking um, uh, Tremors uh, Hong Jury going to be good next season? You know, is it going to be meta, right? I don't want to delete that, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, you can't get it back. So, yeah, I mean, just uh, either, either, either make it so that you know, like we we've talked about so many times, like that game that you play where you can pick your favorite weapon and then store it in your collections and then pull that weapon out when you want to. It it would limit you to one version per weapon, fair enough. But at least you could, you know, pick your favorite weapon and um put that in the I don't know, it's not a vault. What do you call it? Whenever they store their favorite weapon in that one game, they can get back later. Yeah, that, that that was a collection, and so that was in Fortnite. A Fortnite, yeah. So you might, and, and then at least that is one slot of every weapon that you can save. You know what I'm saying? And then you can still have two other rolls that you really, really like, but you just don't have to have the three rolls, you know? If I could save one slot from every weapon I have in my vault, that would free up 
75% of my volt minimum. You know? Mm. Yeah, because a lot of these are one-offs. I'll keep, like, the best one or two of that weapon of that season and just never never go back and do it again, you know? So a lot of these one-offs that I have, if I could store it in collections, I could delete it and, and never have to be worried about it again. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's going to take some programming, obviously, Bungie. I'm not saying, you know, it's just going to come out of thin air. But Vault management has been something that's been a problem for nine years, man. This isn't a new thing. This isn't something like, oh, guys, uh, people are talking about vault management this season. Um, we've we've never seen this before. What do we do? You know, how do we how do we address? No, Bungie, it's been nine years. People have been complaining about vault space, right? So what do you do? You gave us a one-time increase. I'm sorry, two-time increase. When D2 started, we had a bigger vault. And during D2, you gave us an extra 100 spaces. That's all you've done in nine years for vault space. You have all these people on your team. You're telling me there's not one guy or one person, I should say. No, he's moved that over can to come Marathon. Up with a solution to vault space. He's moved over to Marathon. He can't come back. Uh, no, even before Marathon existed. All right, that's seven years somebody could have come up with something, you know? Yeah. You're, you're preaching to the choir, my friend. Preaching to the choir here. I mean, come on. This isn't a new problem. That's what gets me. This is not like a surprise to them. Like, whoa, guys, did you know our vault isn't big enough for our players? This isn't new, man. But what they <laughs> what they have done, though, is increased your fire team's power. So with the launch of the final shape, we will have a new system that will let your friends beat the power level to get into difficult things with you. You, If you are the highest member of that team, they will be power boosted too close to what your level is, as long as okay. you are all together. How cool is that? So you could literally start the game, or your friend could start the game and get to like the, the main bit of the campaign to get to the tower and then go and join you in a raid. They may have green and blue weapons and really naff like armor, but they are then naff? brought up. What's that word? Naff. What is that? Say it again. I still don't know what it means. Rubbish. Rubbish. Oh, naff. Rubbish. Yeah. Naff, yeah. Gotcha. naff armor. That's, that's not a word we have here, bud. Okay. Well, you can now use it. I'll, I'll allow you to use that. I'll, oh, well, thank you. You're so that's generous. You, you have my permission. <laughs> so, yeah, you your friends are then brought up to your power level and you can take them into a raid. That is one of the things that I think has been bugging people for a long time is that when you get your friends to eventually play it and they get through that whole thing of, oh, right, I've now got to the tower and now what do I need to do? Well, now you need to go over here and do X amount of things to bring yourself up to this power level before we can then go over it and do this thing. And then they're bored and they're like, no, I'm, I've switched off of this. This will get them into high power level content quicker and play with you so you can play with your friends a lot more i think that is amazing i dig it hmm. i can get on board with that yeah they did say after the showcase when they were talking about it that there was something that they were thinking about implementing with things like trials but they are aware that it could cause issues with people kind <laughs> of carrying and doing like various nefarious things uh -huh. so they're like if they do implement it, they will keep a very close eye on it if it's in trials as well and, and other content. So Yeah, I, I think that's a bad idea for one reason and one reason only. 
cheaters. Yeah. yeah. It could potentially be like somebody starts a new account and they can already go into trials. Yeah, oh, I'm already... banned? Oh, cool. Yeah. Give me yeah. 10 minutes to spin up another character and I'll be back. You yeah. know? <laughs> nah, bro, that doesn't sound fun at all. No. I mean, I don't play trials, but I'm, try- I'm trying to look out for you trials players out there. You know what I mean? I got your back, bro. I might not play, but I got your back. Yeah. Speaking of what, Mike had tried to peer pressure me into it uh, yesterday. He goes, hey, Respawn, I know you want to play Trials. I'm like, no. He sends me a link of why I should play Trials. And I'm like, no. <laughs> he sends me another link of another video of why I should play Trials. I'm like, no. He goes, come on, man. I'm like, I'm not playing Trials, dude. <laughs> you play Trials. I'll, I'll, you can come play Trials with me. We're, we're, we're sucked together. There you it go. Depends. You know, if it's the, if it's it's the capture, not- I'm, I'm more keen to the capture the flag Trials than any other Trials. Doesn't mean I like it, but I'm more likely to play it. Uh, but yeah, so complete trials. What no. they have implemented for season 22 that mm-hmm. is in the game now is timeline reflections. So if you have missed oh, out on dude. playing with K6, no. No, even don't, knowing don't what say it. I know what you're getting. Don't say it. They caught me in that trap, and I didn't realize that I was already in. Yep. Yep, yep, don't you, do it, guys. Don't you can go and trap. play with Cade. So if you've always wondered who was the boss of Respawn before Respawn became his own boss, then you can go and play the mission which kills off his boss. Dude, really? What? I'm telling you. That was such a cold heart, man. It's, it's true. If you want to find out what it happened to Cade... It doesn't matter if it's true. You could have been more sensitive, more oh. tactful about it. Anyway, Jeez. talking about Cade Six here, like he was just a passing character, man. So, if you go to your map currently, in the top right-hand corner will be the timeline that we used to be able to click on and just go go through, and you could just read what the timeline said. Now it actually has missions in there, and it will give you rewards as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Monte Carlo. I was like, oh, I get a new Monte Carlo, and then as soon as I started it, I realized what mission it was. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me, Bungie! No. I gotta watch Kate die to get a Monte Carlo. You don't need to watch him. You've probably already got a Monte Carlo. You probably don't need to do that again. I, I do. And that was from going to Ikora in the town and picking up a quest, wasn't it? Yes. But no, I'm talking about actually on the timeline. You can go and play the missions, and you can get things like as they've highlighted in the uh, their blog post here. If you go and play Cade's Fate, you can get an Austringer to drop, which is a craftable weapon. So if you oh. have that's how I got that Austringer. Okay. Huh? Uh, yeah, I had a, I had a, a quote God roll Austringer, and I was like, how the hell did I get this? <laughs> well, yeah, okay, I'm possibly from doing various different things and crafting them. Yeah. No. That. That. So yeah, you you can go and play these missions, and then on your reward track where you have those uh, red border crafting th- i can't remember the name of them what are they called red border crafting web? oh um harmonic siphons or harmonizers things oh those oh uh yeah okay yeah oh yeah. i'm used it allows to you to turn a non-red border weapon into a red border weapon yes those are called yep yeah harmonic siphon is that it that 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 seems a word that, that that's a word that's in my brain no so it's no it's not <laughs> Called the deep sight, deep sight harmonizers. So uh, the deep sight harmonizers that you get from your reward track, whether you're paid or unpaid, you, you should have some from last season if you kept them. 
if you go and play the missions like they've they've highlighted, they have put craftable weapons in there to obtain. So as they as I said, if you go and play Cade's Fate, you can get a possibility of an all string drop. Now it may already drop with the red border. I don't know. I haven't finished. It did that it. for me. But it will give you the capability of putting one of these deep sight harmonizers into it to then get a red border on it to then be able to craft it later on. And it is a pretty good weapon. So if you're a PvP person, yeah, it was the god roll that I got had opening shot and um eye of the storm. So really good for PvP if you're into hand cannons and PvP. Is that not the is that not the roll that everybody got? The what? Um, my offspring came with the uh, opening shot and Eye of the Storm. Um, I can't remember to be honest. No, not everybody gets that one. All stringers are different, aren't they? Now that they're craftable, right? But I mean, is, is that the, the reward that they give everybody? Because they could give everybody a static roll. I don't know. I'm asking. No, I think they they are random rolls as well, aren't they? Oh, so I just got lucky and got a gun on never use <laughs> for a bow that I'll never use it for. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. No, but I think the God roll at the moment that uh, cool guy put out a video on a couple of months back was Zen moment and snapshot sites with high caliber rounds. Oh, is that what it is now? Okay. Yeah, that's that's well, the craft one that cool guy I think, I'm sure recommended a couple of months back. So yes, these are openly available to all players and serve as a brief narrative introduction to the world of Destiny Two. New lights can play them to catch up on the ongoing narrative. Veterans, like Respawn, can relive and cry, not enjoy pivotal moments from things like that. But I mean, everyone... I, I, okay, so let's let's not jump. Through. I enjoyed seeing Kate again. I enjoyed watching his shenanigans, but I knew what was coming. You know that part I didn't enjoy. I knew what was coming. You know. So yes, that is in that is in the game now, and as they said, that that will give you a special end of mission reward. I don't know if it's every week that it gives you a special end of mission reward, but if it doesn't, then at least you get one. Do that, bro. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Then, <laughs> then it, it gets even better. Fireteam Finder is coming in season 23. So this is coming in November that? when season 23 launches. So this is also rolling out with a new in-game tools to help players to find fellow guardians and assemble their collective might just choose the activity that you're aiming to complete and pick between a few tags so players are interested in joining your fire team so you can understand your objectives a bit better if you're a new player or a veteran huh? you can use these huh hold on what so what? like hold on at first i thought it was just like matchmaking you could choose to go into matchmaking for any activity but like then you said like putting in like tags or something what Yes. So this is something they explained a bit more in the after show is that Fighting Finder is the upgrade to guided games beta. That if you go to a raid, you'll see a, like a little orange symbol, a orange triangle next to it saying, right, this is like guided games beta. You can possibly join or create a group to for people to join. And it wasn't that popular, but this is kind of the upgraded version of that this. Popular. I don't think it's ever been used. No, it's, it's been. I think I've used it once, and I think I've heard a couple of other people. And you got a team it. together with it, honestly. I think so. I can't remember now. It's a long mm. time ago. But this, yeah, this is the upgraded version of this. So you can search for whatever you want to kind of do, or you can create whatever you want to do, and you can put in certain different tags. 
So I know as we're on Xbox, you can put in like hashtag must know this, must know that, do this, do that, and what the actual kind of activity is. So they've they've built these kind of existing fire team finders, these LFGs, these parts, they've taken parts and they've put it into the actual game. So you'll be able to kind of find what you want to do, hopefully more quickly, or create a group more quickly to get more people interested. So they already do have kind of a version of this on the Destiny app that you can kind of jump into. But this is kind of a bit more refined in-game for you to use. I'm looking forward to this and seeing how well this kind of goes down because I the Xbox app I find that I don't have an issue with. And I think the problem, the only problem that I can see with this is it's another app for people to go to. Whereas I mean you've got the one. Oh, so it's not in game? No, this is. This is in game. Oh. But the, the problem that I think that they've got at the moment is that they've come a little bit too late to the party with this, because if you look at it, we've got the 100.io, which we do have our kind of own bot uh, with the other Owl Sector Alliance members in there. So there's already kind of a big gathering of people there that kind of stick together. You've got LFGs on like the different platforms. So you've got Steam, you've got Xbox, you've got PlayStation that people kind of search on their own things. You've got the Bungie app one, which kind of is kind of hopefully going to kind of integrate with the, the one in game. And then you've got other outside ones that you can kind of LFG and look, look for other fire teams outside the game. So that it's kind of splintered with all these different groups. And I think with them, I know, I'm, I know what they're trying to do is kind of get people to just go to this one. And I think it's going to be hard to kind of get people away from the ones that they're used to. We'll see how it goes, and I'm I'm hoping that it is. A lot of people don't even know about those, man. I mean, remember when you know the new lights started coming in, and a lot of them didn't even know how to find a group. Like, how do you find a group? How do you do this? How do you do that? A lot of them don't even know about those. So, having something that's literally in game that holds their hand to join a fire team would probably be a really good thing. Hmm. You know, not not everybody's been on the game for a long time. Not everybody's been doing Destiny forever and knows how to find a fire team. So. I, I like it. I mean, they probably put way too much time in developing that and not, you know, Vault Space. But, you know, <laughs> I like the concept. I like the idea. So that is the their breakdown of their um, showcase that happened. Uh, there were a few other like things that they were talking after the show about. And you remember last week I told you Joe hinted at Zer with the strange coins being reworked. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did go on to elaborate this a little bit because I don't think they wanted to kind of talk about it. But he was pressed after the show, like, "Well, you know, you know, you you weren't going to say it in the showcase, but we can ask you afterwards. What what did you mean by that when you made your little video? Mm-hmm. And what what I think the the foundation of that is that they want to get veteran players invested back into Zer. And he mentioned when Gallahorn came up in Destiny One how people were hoarding their strange coins when it kind of first launched and Zer came along and brought the Galahorn and people were like, eh, do, do I waste my coins on this? Yes. I think that, <laughs> yes. But people didn't know about that at, that at the time. And it was like, eh, do, do we, or don't we? And he hinted at that kind of thing, uh, upgrade for Zer coming like for veteran players, get them reinvested in Zer and, get these strange coins like well you know do i waste it on that the first week or is there something going to be coming the next week a strange coin is going to be that scarce of to get of a currency 
for the purchases? You know, are they going to be different to the ones that we can currently get in Dares of Eternity? Is this anything to do with Dares of Eternity? Who knows? I don't know. Joe knows, but he's not telling us. Joe, really? Come on, bro. You know he's not going to tell us. So, like, I, I enjoy these things when they they try to give us a heads up on what's coming, right? But at the same time, I kind of want to be surprised. You know, I don't want to know everything that's coming out the chamber. You know, let me let me let me get that feeling of you know when the DLC comes out. Okay, uh, for example, right now, spoilers. Don't say spoilers. No, I'm saying spoilers. I'm giving oh. them ten seconds. There we go. Yada yada yada. Okay, so this season, right? Uh, whenever Eris started carving the crap on the ground, right? And she started floating in the air. I'm like, all right, what's happening here? Right? What's going on? Eris is doing some hive magic. Are we going to get a new gun or something like that? Are we going to get a new ability, right? Because, you know, I had talked, because uh, I can I thought I was still looking to find out how we get the new supers, right? So <laughs> she was about to give us a new super. Um, but anyway. So she starts floating in the air and doing her thing, and I'm like, what's going on? And then she takes off her mask. I'm like, what? Are we going to get to see her face? Yo. And then she transmutated herself into a hive god. And I and I was playing with Mike at the time, and I was like, I did not see that coming. I'm genuinely shocked and surprised that we're yeah. making our own hive gods now. Oh, what? They, what is they, this? They definitely <laughs> got everybody with that. And I... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I I don't know why they couldn't have told us the name of the season because I think it still would have thrown us from left field, wouldn't it? It would it would just come out of yeah. When we think of which, we're thinking of Sabathun or yeah. Or, you would yeah. not you would not have thought of Eris. Not even a little bit. No. no, I know we've we've referred to her, and I think they even mentioned like in the Dark Law, she she kind of takes over from Sabathun and becomes the 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 Witch Queen. But yeah. I I don't think we as players would have seen that one coming. It would have just come completely Not out. Not even a little bit. And you'd have no. gone, when they said Season of the Witch, we thought, thought they were talking about resurrecting Sabathun because that's where the story was going. Not yeah. create our own Hive Witch that was going to go toe-to-toe with Ziva or Arg. No, not Hive Witch. Hive God, dude. God. Well, she, right? Uh, let's, not, let's not underestimate what she's trying to become here, right? And and what's really crazy is is what's happening right now. Like, Initially, I'm like, yo, we got our own hive god, let's go. And she's all like, I need you to go out and, you know, give me tributes and give me tithings. And I'm like, all right, cool, I got this, right? And then, like, I don't know, three or four missions in, she's like, give me more. I need more. I'm like, whoa, whoa, red flag, red flag, hold on. <laughs> this has gone from, we're going to make a hive god to, oh, I'm going to have to kill you, aren't I? <laughs> Guess like whenever they go from like you know help make me stronger so we can defeat a hive god to sounding like a crackhead that needs a fix, there's a bit of a problem there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we probably shouldn't be feeding a hive god or creating no, our own. She's on our side. She's gonna be fine for now. No, but remember alternate timelines when she wasn't. Yes, but all we need to do is give her a Snickers at the end of the season, and she'll be back to normal. Snickers, but she in one timeline she actually sided with Sabathun, not Sabathun. Yeah, but that's one timeline. That's the not this one. timeline. The evil one. Uh, they're both evil. Zebra Wrath. Damn it, Zebra Wrath. Thank you. 
it's like they're both evil. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Eris Morn, if she was doing that in one timeline, and that tells me she doesn't need a whole lot of, you know, just just one push will be enough to send her to that side. Is is what I'm getting at, right? So we don't know how far that she's gonna go like this, you know. And also, we don't know how she, like, is this what happened in the other timeline when she helped destroy the guardians? Right? Did we create a hive god? And now this hive god's like, you know what? I think you guys should die. Yeah. Hold on. Let me check. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys no, should die now. Mm-hmm. The thing is, she, even if she did turn against us, I don't think she would because she needs us for the tithing. For now, but once she has enough, she can get tithing from anybody. You no, know, that's not how that works. We we are She'll probably we are... sacrificing herself to kill the other one. We we we're tethered, tethered, tithered. We we're tied. To tithered? Her. No, tethered is definitely a word. Tithered is. Not... <laughs> we are tithered together. So speaking of season of the witch, mm. that there is so much. My, I was, I was overwhelmed with the amount of stuff, like with the story, with like the two new things that we've got going on, with weapons, <laughs> exotics, uh, the showcase, and and now they're giving us deck of cards to do deck building with, and I'm like. Oh my god, my brain's yeah, going. What is that about? I don't get that. Oh, oh no. Are we actually building you you build your own deck of of buffs and perks for certain activities right now? So, yes. So what? no wait, How do you do that? Hold on. Well, you're playing you're playing Lost Sectors at the moment, aren't you, to try and get you exotic? No, I just I just hopped out. It's okay. only 6 minutes left, so. But you you, also, you were playing sorry. them, weren't you? I was, yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the lost sector, at the end of any activity, you will get a card, and it may just be like a, a random like weak card. I can't remember the name of the cards, but there's like three or four different uh, versions of. Don't we have them somewhere. No, we don't um, have. We'll look at them, do we? The ones. Uh, we... Yeah, the table. The table. I didn't know the yes, table. you have to go to the table. So you, you'll get the cards and them, and you'll also get offerings to go and play like the new court of oryx activity as well so from doing different activities you'll get like powerful offerings you'll get robust offerings or you'll get the weakest ones which are the feeble offerings plus you'll also get a chance at these cards to drop then you go to the table and the they'll tell you kind of again i think it's like weak medium and and strong kind of cards and i think you can only get five strong cards this first week but it's like you can have any five cards in your deck and once you've got those five cards when you go into the new activities and i can't remember the names off the top of my head but we'll get there in a second the activities what, are called savage inspire and altars of Summoning. that's it so when you go into those two things they will select a card at random from your deck that from the five from that you've selected and that will be for every fire team member so it will just be like I think I've heard people. Does each fire team member get one? Like, yes. so you can have three buffs, or does yes. one come out of all fifteen? No, one from each fire team member. Okay. So you'll get three buffs, and it'll be across the whole fire team. So somebody may have one that says that drops like X amount of heavy ammo after doing various different things for the fire team. You may have one that amplifies your arc abilities, and somebody might have one that amplifies like void abilities. And that will be fire team shared. 
but as i said they scale up with like what you can kind of do so you want to ultimately get to the five that you you know unlock five of the your good ones yeah oh your, your that's legendary. why you select them yes okay I see. but also oh, with part. also with selecting them you do need to make sure that you initially select them from the lectern then you go off and do the kind of short quest that says go off and do this to actually unlock it to then have it in your deck so i had oh. one i think it was only a minor one that said that I needed to go and play Altars of Sorrow and play five rounds and and get so many kills. And well, how do you know what you have to do? Because I just picked four cards and so if you go to your quest tab and it'll be quest on tab. the on the side because you've got about ten different things now because they've changed the way the quest tabs are are kind of laid out. Yeah, I don't I don't have any of those. It's just the bounties that I've got like Vanguard Threader, Vex Incursion, which is wealth. No, no, to the to the left. So if you go to, on the left, there's a crown symbol. Yeah, yeah. I think if you click on that, it'll tell you. So I'm I'm waiting for you to catch up on the stream so I know what you're talking about. Oh, there's a card. Okay, okay, I see. Okay, the Adherent and the Bladed Path. I think those are two cards I'm going to put. Yes. So they'll go into your quest tabs, but yeah, you have to actually go and search for them in your quest tab. And they are only kind of short quests, but once you've kind of done it, you then unlock them in your Lectern of Divination. And you can use those going forward. I'm glad you, I had no idea what that was being used for, man. <laughs> Honestly, I, th I, I thought they were lore cards. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> okay. okay. But goodness. as you can see, they are building so much into this game with various different things. And it's like, whoa. Um, if, if you're new coming into this game, there is so much, so much stuff to even kind of catch up on. And then in this new season, you're now doing deck building. And if you've never done deck building before, like me, and you're like, what uh, is this? And how do I do this? And how much do I now have to learn? And are these going to be going away? Or do they continue into the next season when we're doing other stuff? Or are they only relevant in kind of the activities that we've got this season i've got so many questions that i'm not entirely sure are going to be answered but we're going to get there at some point somebody's going to tell me some astacross or fallout or cool guy is going to tell me <laughs> somebody tell me what to do <laughs> no but i think for the moment they are just in the the seasonal activities that we've got now and i don't know if this is something that's going to carry on going forward i think maybe it is a trial of like well if these are good now Maybe we could add more cards or various different cards to kind of give people buffs and say, oh, well, in like this activity, you can use your, your deck that you've been building. And I wonder how deep it's going to go. I mean, it's it's a surprise that we suddenly got deck building in Destiny 2 this far into Destiny 2, don't you think? No. no? <laughs> I didn't think deck building would ever be a thing in Destiny 2. No, exactly. <laughs> because why like, would it? Yeah. This isn't Yu-Gi-Oh! What the hell? Did you manage to get your exotic gauntlets for your hunter yet? I didn't get any exotic armor, dude. I don't do it's... that six times. Not a single piece of exotic Ridic armor. It's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But as as I said, as we've kind of as respawns kind of alluded to, there are three new exotics this season that you can get for your Titan, Warlock, and Hunter, which are mm -hmm. gauntlets. And the gauntlets do various different things. They do very special things. And I can tell you about these very special things once I kind of bring up my my, my piece of <laughs> text that I've, I've got it all written down on. Mm -hmm. So for your Titans, we have the Pyrogale Gauntlet, 
which modifies your burning maul into a single high damage slam of your hammer that creates five cyclone flames. Consecration's second slam creates a cyclone of flames. Mm-hmm. For your hunters, we have the... Oh, Moth- I got this. We got, oh. we got gauntlets that, sh- that turn our grenades into butterflies. Or moths, right? Moths. The, the lucent moth. The, yeah. yeah. So we get two of them when we throw a grenade. And what happens depends entirely on your proximity to that grenade. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're out of range, both of these butterflies, or I'm sorry, lucent moth, will seek out an enemy and destroy, right? If you are within the range, one of those will seek and destroy, and the other one will give you and or another fire team member an overshield. Eh? 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 And what's cool is it synergizes with this season's grenade launcher. Hey, Killer Croc, long time no speak, bro. Um, yeah, so it, it not only turns our grenades into lucent moss, but it also synergizes with the season's grenade launcher, which also produces lucent moth. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the X Diris, which is the mm-hmm. one from you can get from the first point on your paid season pass, or I think it's thirty five on the free season pass. Lots of moths. Yes, mm-hmm. it's called the Moth Keeper's Wraps for your hunters. So your grenade becomes a cage of loyal moths that release on impact and fly towards nearby allies or targets. If they reach a target, they detonate in a blinding explosion. If they reach an ally, the moth grants your ally a void overshield. So it doesn't even have to be you. It could be your ally. Mm-hmm. And for the warlocks, we have the briarbinds. Your void souls now have a longer duration. They also gain an escalating damage and duration as they defeat targets. You can retrieve your void souls by interacting with them and allowing them to be redeployed. And if really? you did, if you did not know, you can either acquire so these multi-use void shield, uh, void, yeah, the little void soul. Yeah, yeah. So you can throw it, go pick it up like a throwing knife, and then throw it again. Yes. Ah. So you can either good. acquire these via the Vex Strike Force event in the Vex Incursion Zone, which a lot of people kind of went and did at the beginning of the week, so that they could get the new exotics, or you can do them from the Lost Sectors. And as we've kind of got lost sectors up today, the next time gauntlets will be around should be on. Oh, repeat that. You could have gotten it from the Vex incursion. Is that what you said? Yeah. The Vex strike force event in the Vex incursion zone. And that works on the knockout basis of exotic. So if it's the only exotic that you need to get, if you go and do that, it will give you that. Well, why did you send me into a freaking lost sector? Because well, you were talking about lost sectors at the beginning of the show and said you needed to go into a lost sector. Flab it, flip, flab it. Sorry. The next available lost sector for gauntlets, if you don't want to do the Vex Strike Force, will be Tuesday, August 29th. And then again on Saturday, September 2nd, will be the exotic gauntlets for next week. Look at that. Handy dandy written down already for you. And other stuff that I've got written down that I could probably tell people about while we are here is This Week in Destiny, which I'll drop into the show right now. Hello and welcome to the second week of Season 22, Season of the Witch, starting on August 29th, 2023. So for Week 2, let's get going with our Legacy rotation, starting with the Forsaken expansion. Ready if you are. Let's see what's out there. The Dreaming City this week is at a medium curse level, which means Petrovenge can be found in the Davilian Mists and has the Oracle Engine mission for the next week. The Blind World features Hive enemies and the Plague, Kregar. 
The Ascendant Challenge this week will be the Shattered Ruins, which can be located over in the Spine of Keris on the Dreaming City. Next up, the Shadowkeep expansion. On the moon, the weekly story mission is a mysterious disturbance. The Trove Guardian is located in the Anchor of Light, while the Wandering Nightmare is the Nightmare of Zortal in Sorrow's Harbour. And the Nightmare Hunt this week will be Tanix, Isolation, Zydron, Servitude, and Ghoul, Rage. For our Beyond Light expansion, on Europa this week, Phylax the Warrior will be the Empire Hunt, Asterion's Abyss will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Change will be Agility. For the 30th Anniversary expansion, we have the Loot Rotation for Dears of Eternity, which will be on Week 3's rotation, with the Scatterhorn armor set, and the Lightkin armor set being available. The weapons available this week are the Kinetic Rapid Fire Frame Auto Rifle Chroma Rush, the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Grenade Launcher Ignition Code, the Void Rapid Fire Frame Pulse Rifle Grid Skipper, the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Sidearm Farewell, the Solar Pinpoint Slug Frame Shotgun Sonja's Tail, the Void Rapid Fire Frame Machine Gun Shattered Cipher, the Arc Precision Frame Fusion Rifle Main Ingredient, the Kinetic Adaptive Frame Sniper Rifle Long Shadow, the Arc Omelon Adaptive Frame Sidearm Last Dance, the Kinetic Aggressive Frame Shotgun Toil and Trouble, the Solar Rapid Fire Frame Shotgun Wishbringer, and the Void Adaptive Frame Pulse Rifle Last Edition. For the Witch Queen expansion, the Witch Queen weekly story mission is The Ghosts, where the modifiers are Fire Pit and Raider Shields, as well as Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Also this week you will have Altar of Reflections Choice and Altar of Reflections Insight. The Wellspring activity has been updated to include a featured Throne World weapon, Veritas Armor and a weapon pattern as its rewards. For the Lightful expansion, the weekly mission is Downfall, with Extra Shields, Lock Loadouts and Extra Champions. Barrier and Unstoppable Champions, Solar Threat, Scorched Earth, Kinetic Overcharge, Void and Solar Surges, with an Overcharged Weapon, and Galvanized on Hero Difficulty only. The Partition Mission will be Ordnance, Contest Mode Enabled, with Overload and Unstoppable Champions, Solar Threat, Arc and Strand Shields, Air Superiority Modifier, with Solar and Strand Surges. And the Vex Incursion this week will be Amsha Park. In addition, the weekly Lightful Reset also refreshes the Pinnacle Drop for the Node Override Avalon Exotic Mission on the EDZ. For the Season of the Deep, all three fishing ponds are now exotic all week. Raids and Dungeons The Reprise Crota's End Raid goes live this Friday, September 1st at 10am PDT and is free to all players. You will need a fire team of 6 and be at the power level of 1790 to enter the raid. Contest mode will be enabled for 48 hours, which caps your power level at each encounter to make enemies more of a challenge. So grab your fire team and descend into the dark below. The Root of Nightmares raid chance this week should be the third encounter, Macrocosm, called Cosmic Equilibrium. Players must swap all of the dark planets to the left side of the room and all of the light worlds to the right, with the Briar's Contempt Adept Linear Fusion Rifle being the Master Challenge reward. The King's Fall Challenge this week is the fifth encounter, Oryx, called Hands Off. Players must not kill the same ogre or light eater knight throughout the encounter. The Vow the Disciple Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Rook, called Looping Catalyst. This is where Guardians must not lose the leeching force before the damage phase. The Vault of Glass Challenge this week is the first encounter, Confluxes, called Wait For It, where every yellow bar wyvern must be killed as they sacrifice themselves to the Confluxes. The Deepstone Crypt Challenge this week is the second encounter, Atrax 1, called Copies of Copies, where you must not send any Atrax 1 replicant debuffs into the airlock slash space. And the last wish challenge this week is the fifth encounter, Riven, called Strength of Memory, where Gondias must not shoot the same Riven Eye twice. Your pinnacle raid will be the Garden of Salvation over on the moon, 
which means all challenges will be available for each encounter. These are the first encounter, Embrace, called To The Top. This is where you must not kill the Cyclopses that spawn near the Consecrated Mine. The second encounter, Spire Defense, called A Link To The Chain. This is where all Guardians must receive the Enlightened buff at the same time. The third encounter, Consecrated Mind, called Staying Alive, where you must not kill the spawning Cyclopses in the first two rooms. And the fourth encounter, Sanctified Mind, called Zero To One Hundred, where you must fully fill each Conflux with 30 moats within 10 seconds of initially banking the first set of moats. Also, with the Gun of Salvation being the featured raid, this does mean that you might be able to find a team to guide you through the final part of the Divine Fragment quest and raid puzzles to collect the exotic trace rifle Divinity. The Pinnacle Dungeon will be the Spire of the Watcher over on the Throne World. And our second exotic mission rotator of the season will be Vox Obscura, with the Dead Messenger exotic grenade launcher being the main reward. Craftable weapons available from this mission include the Solar Waveframe Grenade Launcher Explosive Personality, the Stasis Rapid Fire Frame Machine Gun Recurrent Impact, the Void Precision Frame Bow Under Your Skin, the Arc Rapid Fire Frame Auto Rifle Sweet Sorrow, the Stasis Adaptive Frame Sniper Thoughtless, and the Kinetic Rapid Fire Frame Pulse Rifle Peace of Mind, with the Tusk Allegiance Armor Set. Next up, Challenges. Acolyte Ascent 2. Complete Week 2 of the Bladed Path Quest for Challenge XP. Luminary 1. Master the Light by defeating 300 combatants with Void, Arc or Solar Damage. Explore the Arcane Arts by identifying 5 minor Arcane cards at the Lectern of Divination at the Anatheum. 4. Challenge XP++++. Legend Spire. Complete Savathun Spire on Legend Difficulty for Challenge XP+. Wisps and Whispers. Draw Whisper cards from the Deck of Whispers in Savathun Spire or Altars of Summoning to earn powerful bonuses. Unlock the Deck of Whispers by identifying 5 major arcane cards at the Lectern of Divination for Challenge XP. Absolutely stunning. Stun 50 champions for Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. Most Dangerous Prey. Defeat 25 Guardians in Gambit or Crucible for Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. And Bank Kill Repeat. Earn points by banking moats, defeating blockers, and defeating guardians in Gambit for Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. Season of the Witch brings with it three new exotic armor pieces. For the Titans, we have the Pyrogale Gauntlets, which modifies Burning Maul into a single high damage slam of your hammer that creates five cyclone flames. Consecration's second slam creates a cyclone of flame. For the Hunters, we have the Mothkeeper's Wraps. Your grenade becomes a cage of loyal moths that release on impact and fly towards the nearest target or ally. If they reach a target, they detonate in a blinding explosion. If they reach an ally, the moth grants your ally a void overshield. And for the Warlocks, the Briarbinds. Your void souls have a longer duration. They also gain an escalating damage and durability as they defeat targets. You can retrieve your void souls by interacting with them, allowing them to be redeployed. These can either be acquired via the Vex Strike Force event in the Vex Incursion Zone, or Lost Sector. Hello. With this being a new season, we will have a legendary Lost Sector shakeup, meaning we won't know the order of the Lost Sectors until we've had a full rotation. As a reminder, your daily Lost Sector will show you a flag outside which will give you details of threats, shields, champions and exotic armor you'll find inside. But if you're new to the game or using an alternate character and can't find the flag outside, you will have to run through the Lost Sector normally to have it show up on your map as the Legend Slash Master, which you can either do solo or with a fire team. but you'll only be able to earn a chance at the exotic drop when completing solo. Tuesday, August 29th will be exotic gauntlets. Wednesday, August 30th will be exotic chests. Thursday, August 31st will be exotic helmets. Friday, September 1st will be exotic boots. Saturday, September 2nd will be exotic gauntlets. Sunday, September 3rd will be exotic chests. 
And finally, Monday, September 4th will be Exotic Helmets. Lead the way. Our second featured nightfall of the season will see us face off against Once Forest, the exhumed tether in the highest battlegrounds moon, where you have a chance to get a pinnacle engram if you complete the nightfall with a score of 200k or more. This nightfall is free to play. You'll be able to earn high-end gear for your characters including the nightfall featured weapon, exotic gear, enhancement cores, enhancement prisms, ascendant shards and adept nightfall ciphers. The higher the nightfall difficulty the more common the drop will be, with the featured weapon and exotic gear being uncommon at hero difficulty to being common with ascendant shards in Grand Masters. You will face barrier and unstoppable champions with arc, solar and void shields. Your nightfall modifiers are hero difficulty, maximum effective level 1765, Matchmaking is available. Enemies have extra shields. Champions foe. You will face barrier and unstoppable champions. You can either use intrinsic exotics, use a subclass debuff, or unlock anti-champion mods from the seasonal artifact. Elemental threat. 25% increase at an incoming element's damage. Empath. Enhanced radar. Take increased damage from melee. Fire pit. When defeated, acolytes spawn a fireball that causes damage over time. Overcharged weapons. Weapons overcharged from the season artifact are active in this activity. Kinetic weapons do increase damage when your subclass element matches an active surge. Two elemental surges. 25% bonus to two outgoing elements damage. Overcharged weapons. 25% bonus damage to a specific weapon type. Galvanized. Combatants have more health and are more difficult to stun. Legend difficulty. Maximum effective level 1815. Includes all previous modifiers except galvanized. No matchmaking. Equipment locked. You will be unable to change your equipment once the mission starts. Raider shields. Scorn Raiders now have void shields. Master difficulty. Maximum effective level 1820. Includes all previous modifiers except galvanized. Champions mob. This difficulty adds more champion enemies. And chafe. Radar is disabled. To combat champions this season you will have access to subclass counters as well as a choice of intrinsic anti-champion artifact mods. Which are anti-barrier auto rifle. Anti-Barrier Bow, Unstoppable Scout Rifle, and Unstoppable Fusion. You also have exotic weapons and armor that can help with intrinsic mods as well. For Anti-Barrier, the Kinetic Bow Wishender, the Kinetic Linear Fusion Rifle Arbalist, the Kinetic Pulse Rifle Revision Zero, the Solar Energy Hand Cannon Ariana's Vow, the Solar Heavy Sword The Lament, and the Titan Gauntlet Second Chance, which gain a second charge of a shield throw melee which becomes shield piercing and stuns barrier champions. And for Unstoppable, the Kinetic Fusion Rifle Bastion, the Kinetic Hand Cannon Malfeasance, the Kinetic Scout Rifle Touch of Malice, the Solar Energy Sidearm Devil's Ruin, the Void Heavy Bow Leviathan's Breath, and the Hunter Gauntlet's Atheris's Embrace, which have a chance to stun Unstoppable Champions with their Empowered Weighted Knife. Lord Shaxpring's Mayhem to the Crucible for the second week of the season. Mayhem is where two teams of six players go head to head in a clash type mode. Abilities and supers charging at an extremely faster rate than usual. Respawns are instant, and power ammo spawns are also much faster than usual. With a time limit of 10 minutes, the first team to get 125 eliminations is the winner. And Zone Control will be returning this week in the Relentless Crucible playlist. Zone Control is a 6v6 game mode which emphasizes team-based gameplay in capturing zones and not kills. Zone Control forces players to collaborate more actively in capturing and defending zones. Capturing zones dramatically takes longer if only one player tries to do it themselves with it taking 22.5 seconds to capture the point, whereas two can capture within 10 seconds. Three or more players will capture a zone in 7.5 seconds. Beyond that, capturing a zone will net the team one point per capture, and holding onto the point will reward two points every 15 seconds per zone, making it essential to lock down areas rather than float between them carelessly. 
The first team to 125 points wins. Plus, Crucible Labs will have the game mode Relic. Relic is a 6v6 PvP party mode where all players wreak havoc and destruction on their foes with a Relic weapon. Relics include the Aegis Shield from Vault of Glass, the Synaptic Spear from Season of the Risen, and the Scythe from Season of the Haunted. Each player charges their personal Relic energy by defeating opponents with their normal loadout. Upon reaching full charge, players can acquire the Relic from the Relic Depot. Defeating Relic holders and using Relics to defeat opponents earns points for the team. Delightful! And Trials of Osiris will be back at the weekend with some new loot to chase. Like the Strand Heavy Grenade Launcher, the Cataract GL3, and the returning solo aggressive frame hand cannon Igneous Hammer. There are also rewards for players who do make it to the lighthouse and open the chest. These include the Hero's Wake Exotic Ghost Shell, the Valiant Memory Exotic Ship, the Survivor's Journey Exotic Sparrow, a new armor set, and the new Trials Shader, Bloodline Feud. Trials of Osiris Dominion is a 3v3 PvP high stakes game mode with a twist of a capture point. In Dominion, two teams of three go head to head in a battle for control of a capture point. Teams can either work together to capture the control point or eliminate the enemy team to win the round. Only available from Friday Reset until Tuesday Weekly Reset, Trials gives every player the chance to shelf their PvP skills to obtain some of Destiny's most sought after weapons and armor. Players that competing Trials of Osiris will have all of their games tracked through a passage card, a ticket purchased from Saint 14 in the lower hangar of the tower. Winning rounds and matches in Trials of Osiris will grant exclusive weapons, armor, pinnacle gear, masterwork materials, and even adept gear for the most skilled players who can reach the lighthouse with a flawless ticket of 7 games won and no losses. 5 round wins will bag you the match for your passage card. By competing in trials you do have a chance to pick up 2 pinnacle engrams from playing each week, one from 50 round wins and the other from winning 7 games. These do not have to be done all in one go, but you do have to complete them before the weekly reset. That is amazing. And that's it for the second week of Season of the Witch. Guardian down. And for those of you that don't have the, this season's grenade launcher just because you haven't got to 35 or whatever, let me tell you, I am a huge fan. There are people out there, like these YouTubers, are like, eh, it's not that good. The waveframe you can get from this activity is better. Yeah, as far as damage goes, it might be better. But you know what? You know what this can do that the waveframe can't? Sustain damage. Yeah. What are you talking about, Respawn? Well, tell you what I'm talking about. This grenade launcher, every time you fire the grenade, instead of having to take that whole animation time to put in a new one, you don't need to worry about that. You know why? Because it instantaneously refills your magazine with another grenade. You heard me. Another grenade. Mm-hmm. So you ever wonder how those high boomers never run out of ammo? Well, now you've got one. <laughs> and... This was really cool. If you have, if, if 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 you kill things with it, there's a chance it makes this little this little friendly moth that's chasing this guy. Ah, detonated. Uh, but yeah, it makes a friendly moth that'll reach out and touch other enemies. So not only are you killing the one guy or the multiple people that you shot at, but you'll have a little lucent moth that'll go find other people to kill. It's amazing. And then of course, if you have the hunter gauntlets, it works with those. So you know, tit for tat. Sorry, Demon. I'm just, you know, I'm tired of people telling me that this grenade launcher isn't good. You know, I even take it in and, and, and kill yellow bars with it, because the longer you hold down the trigger, after about the third or fourth shot, it will actually speed up its RPMs. So it'll begin to shoot faster, if you didn't know that. You know? So, yeah, it'll do, it'll do not the best DPS in the world. I mean, I'm not comparing this to rocket launchers or anything like that, but 
for a special weapon that you don't have to reload ever it's pretty good it's pretty damn good yeah I'm a big fan big big fan so don't listen to the youtubers because they don't always know what they're talking about and don't listen to me because i don't always know what i'm talking about so go out there grab it for yourself let me know how you feel about it did i lose a demon is demon fun hello Ali Ali Oxen 3. Alright guys, I do believe we have lost a demon. I repeat, we have lost a demon. So you guys are stuck here with me until I find out what's going on. Alright, let's see. No, he's here. Oh, he did leave? We did look! We're demon down, everybody! We are demon down! I repeat, wee 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 We have lost a demon, and I've died. <laughs> so, um... Where did he leave off? Let's see if I can continue on with the Twabby Twab. The following day. Uh, this week of Destiny, it's Witchy Witch time! We're hot off the heels of an exciting showcase right before diving back into what's next for the Guardians. After all, we've got a witness to Nab, right? Also, apologies in advance because Season of the Witch is very much my jam, so please excuse the puns and just know that each one is absolutely necessary. That's actually not me. That's them saying that. Thank you for your understanding. Before we dive into what we're chatting about this week, let's recap on what we shared in the last week's twid. I'm not doing that. For this week, Destiny 2 Showcase, Remember Wins, Guardians for Maui Update, Calling All Creators, Feeling Nostalgic with Older Seasons, Featured Quests, What Are They, The Three New Season 22 Strand Aspects and What They Do, World's First Rundown, New Emblems, Who Dis, Player Support Report, and Destiny 2 AOTW, and Destiny 2 Movie of the Week. Okay? Oh, Out of the Week, Movie of the Week. But first, a quick message from the team regarding the showcase. We thank you to everyone for tuning in to our Destiny 2 Showcase on Tuesday. This was a labor of love for everyone involved at Bungie. And we're excited to finally share so much of what we've been working on behind the scenes for The Final Shape, Season of the Witch, and our new episodes with all of you. We are aware that some of the technical issues with audio and live subtitles in certain regions that may have impacted your viewing experience. We sincerely apologize to everyone affected by these issues, and we're taking steps to improve the experience in the future. In the meantime, our showcase videos are available to watch with corrected subtitles for all supported languages here. We've also localized our showcase recap article. That's another link. And thanks always for your support and happy season of the witch. And there were brewmates, a brief showcase recap. Demon's already been doing that. We're going to skip that a little bit. Uh, Pale Heart, new enemies, episodes, modes, get on the fun early for those looking at the final shape and annual pass edition here's what you get at the first shape based content you get all three episodes planned for 2024 all echoes revenant and heresy dlcs or episodes or whatever they're calling them you get the final shape dungeon key which grants access to two 2024 dungeons and the ability to instant unlock these goodies you get the tessellation exotic fusion rifle an exotic emote, an exotic ghost, and an expansion emblem. A premium exotic bundle with the exotic catalyst and ornament for tessellation as well as an exotic sparrow. A secret stash bundle with in-game resources to be delivered at the start of each episode. 
Destiny 2 The Final Shape Collector's Edition. It includes all of the contents of Destiny 2 The Final Shape and the Annual Pass Edition, as well as the following exclusive items. A replica model of the original tower from Destiny featuring LED lights and sounds. That sounds cool! Uh, Vanguard Mentor figurines. Ooh, can you get a cage figurine? Yo, let's go! Actually, let's take a look. Does it show you? Oh, okay, sorry. Let me let me take a look at this right quick. Alright, so... Oh, look at that! $275. You gotta be kidding me. Um... Is that the figurines right there? Or is that the... What is this? What is this? Is that supposed to be Cade? And, oh, that's Cade, Zavala, and Ikor. Look, they're just little silver balls on top of... Like, look! <laughs> look at this! Look, they didn't even show their faces. It's just like a silver marble on top of armor and a cloak. The only one that actually gets a hood and a face is Cade. <laughs> Lol! You guys get expressionless little things. But the tower. The tower. It looks cool, but at the same time, it looks... It kind of looks cheap, guys. Look at this. I mean, I want it to be good. I want it to be high quality. But look at this thing. It looks like it's made out of plastic. At the very least, they could have made it out of metal or something, right? Come on, guys. But I don't know. It just looks cheap. It might be better quality than what I think. You know? Whatever. Oh, I didn't mean to close it. My bad. Let's see what else we got. We got uh, some lore books right here. We got some badges. We got something that's been signed by somebody. Hidden agents use this page. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So... All in all, you get some pretty cool stuff. Again, replica model of the tower, Vanguard mentor figurines, Vanguard mission dossier and uh, dossier and patch, an autograph book, code for a collector's edition exclusive emblem, a digital version of Destiny Two with the soundtrack, and some hidden clues you have to find yourself. Sorry all about right, that. Then. Oh, the, well, um, there we go. He's back, guys. My internet went out completely in the whole house. I've had kids screaming at me, going, what have I done? I'm like, what do you mean, what have I done? I've been in a podcast. I've done Wait, this. that's what you did? Yeah, because I, I think they assumed that I turned off the, the power so to stop them playing whatever games that they were playing. I'm like, well, ring, ring your nan who lives around the corner because the power's out. So if it's our power, then it's something I need to investigate. If it's everyone's power, then it's everyone's power and I can't do anything about it. I did try ringing you, but it wouldn't even let me ring you. I'm like, oh. Mm. So, yeah, sorry. Back again. <laughs> so, you are. I'm into the Guardians of Maui campaign update. So, you went on to This Week in Destiny, did you? Mm hmm. Ooh. So, Guardians from Maui campaign update. In just a week, Bungie community has rallied to support the people of Maui in the wake of the deadliest wildfires in over a century. To date, the community has purchased over 12,000 shirts. And 3,000 individual emblems. I'm not, I don't, I, I can't pronounce them. I do apologize. All profits from the shirt and emblem go to our longtime partner, Direct Relief, supporting the emergency response and recovery operations in the region. We are offering Guardians even more ways to support Maui moving forward. All profits from the Bungie inclusion, diversion, equality, and associated pins on the Bungie store between August 17th and September 10th will be donated to the campaign as well. These include Everyone Can Play Collector's Pin. 
Stand with the Asians collection pin, Be Heard collection pin, International Women's Day collectible pin, Bungie Pride collectible pin 2.0. Now, I like, I do like the look of all of these, but aesthetically, when you put them all together and you've got the little bungee hand with the lightning bolt and you've put it at the bottom of the pin, it kind of sets my OCD off saying it doesn't look like the other four and it should be higher up. <laughs> you get me, don't you, looking at it? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't mind, no, but uh, I wouldn't mind if other ones were different, so that yeah, you go, oh yeah, yeah, they're all different, but no. But you have the, the one, one that's, that's different. now, now, Bungie, you've got to create other ones that look similar to that all, all over the place, so that it doesn't kind of ruin my OCD. Yeah, calling all creators, shoot that shot. Mm. If you're a content creator like us, because we are now content creators, respawn. Who knew? I I didn't know. When did we, when did we cross that threshold? Uh, I think episode one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Calling all content creators out there in the community. So, Bungie want to work with you, no matter your style, your genre. Bungie wants to inspire and partner with you to make content for your audience and empower your communities. So, if you are a content creator or you know of content creators, and just just point them in this direction. So. If joining us for a new familiar journeys in the future sounds right up your alley and your content creator's alley, then what are you waiting for? Shoot that shot and fill in our content creator form right here. And I will put an extra link in our show notes so that you know where it is so that you can chat with them. And Did you do that for us already? I have done it for us, Respawn. Oh, does that mean I can get to talk to the team? <laughs> I saw a post on I think it was on YouTube when I was scrolling through YouTube from Bungie saying uh-huh. calling all content creators so this was before the twab even came out and I was like oh, oh nice. I'll, I'll click on that and went through and, and filled it out and then they sent us an email I've responded to the email and they've gone we'll get back to you like, <gasps> guys do you hear that there's a chance Respawn is going to have direct contact with Bungie creators no, mm, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, oh, I think it's a great idea. I already have a list, guys. If y'all want me to ask them anything, send us a list in the uh, in the what, what do we put it at? What kind of channels do we have? We have a bunch of channels, we do have a bunch of channels. Questions for the devs put under questions and feedback. That makes sense, yeah. We have a questions and feedback area. Put any questions you want for devs. devs yet. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 but let's just, let's build the list, shall we? And I'll take the top 10. <laughs> no, top 10 might be a little ambitious. Top three. I might get three questions in. Hazel, Gator, Kingsley, Sin, Des, yeah. you need to get on this. And and if you guys get invited to Bungie, yo, yo, hit me up. Let me, let me go. Potato thumbs, guys. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be an experience. Blueberry Lounge, guys. Mm. All of you, get on this. And any other content creators that are out there, get on it. Hey, did you know that those rewards are so last season? Mm, yeah, I did. did. Do you still love them? I do. Oh. Because later in the season of The Witch, we're planning on bringing back a selection of cosmetic items from previous season passes to the Eververse. For players who missed out on acquiring them. Can you bring Godzilla, please? Because I've missed Godzilla two Halloweens in a row. Come on. 
Uh, we'll be starting with a handful of items from the season of the Worthy. That's not Halloween. This is Nostalgic Throwback, which we're calling Seasonal Flashbacks. Will only be available during weeks 4, 5, and 6 in the future. Other seasonal items may return, so if there's any coveted items you'd like to see again, shout out to the at Destiny 2 team account as feedback. More info on future offerings at a later date. Well, Respawn, I can I can sort of answer you to the fact of if you've missed out on Halloween things, because guess what is coming up this season? Halloween. <laughs> Yes. So, with whatever the, the what is it the, the Halloween event? I can't. It's been oh, a year. It's been a year since the last Halloween event, and I forgot the name of it. But anyway, that is returning. It'll probably be the end of October, beginning of November. We have it for about three weeks. Any sets that were available over the last couple of years, like if Respawn says he's missed out on one, will be available in the Eververse. For I, I'd say missed out, but my hunters betrayed me two halloweens in a row we had the chance to be godzilla and they chose bargain bin city of halloween raptor costume and a freaking gundam that i've never seen and and then last year they really upset respawn in voting for bugs oh the bugs the cockroaches (laughs) oh man yeah yeah so we've got all that to come in the next couple of weeks I forgot about that. Yeah, the just, bugs. No, but mm, I, wasn't the Hunter one, it looked like the Iron Spider from uh, Avengers Endgame had the kind of the, the big spider legs on the back. I think well, you can, they were cockroach legs, but yes. Yeah, but I think you could probably put a good shade on there, like the new monarchy ones that you can get from Ada 1 in the tower. Yeah, that cockroach uh, beetle? Was it a beetle? Something like that. But it, it looks like the Iron Spider. So new monarchy have that, that like kind of red and gold shaders that Iron Man has, you could put that on it and become the Iron Spider. There you go. That is the fir- By the way, that's the first costume in all of Destiny that I've never gotten on my Hunter. Everything that's ever come out, I've gotten. Except that. I was so angry at my Hunters, I couldn't even. I couldn't even. Okay. Nope. You'll notice, like Respawn did, there's a new feature when you're looking at your in-game directory called Featured Quests. This is a quest log that gives you a little extra guidance on which quest lines Destiny 2 thinks you should prioritize. Indeed. The goal here is to make it a little easier to maneuver between content no matter when it's released. So, to me, it's it's annoying me that it's there, but to other people it might not be because <laughs> I want to look at, like, like, like I had to direct you to earlier to go and look at the your, 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 your tarot cards but yeah. then they're not there on that initial page. You have to go into it and select it. That's the thing that I want to do now. I don't want to kind of do those other things now. But yeah. hey ho. I mean, if it gives you stuff, it gives you stuff. I didn't know it gave you stuff because I got the Monte Carlo quest, and the Monte Carlo quest took me to that. Right. Mm. So I thought that that's what that was about. I didn't realize it's just a seasonal thing for you to relive and, and get weapons from. So. Yeah, shade of one. <laughs> it's eight of one, not shade of one. No, it's but called yes, shade of one. I get what you're saying. Shade of one. Uh, you obviously don't watch my videos each week, Respawn. Uh, why would I? I'm here when you make them, half of them. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I, I give every week when shader one returns to the tower with new wares, I, I go through all the different shaders. 
with uh-huh. the different classes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Go go power uh, strand aspects. Oh, yeah. Again, <laughs> immortality team or mentality. No, call them what they're properly called. <laughs> Titan strand aspect is called banner of war. Which immortality. Is immortality. Yeah. Yep. Hunter strand aspect is called whirling maelstrom. Beyblade. Beyblade. And then the warlocks is called Weavewalker, which is self immortality, invincibility to the point where it's now been turned off. Has it really? Yep. Oh no, I owe Micah money. <laughs> oh no. I was telling him, I was like, Bungie just hates Hunter so much, don't find because we were talking about how like it how aggressive it tracks mm. and, and this and that and the other. And we were talking about the new things that, as they come out and what's gonna get nerfed first. And I was like, Oh no, Hunter's definitely gonna get nerfed first because they always are. Even if they don't need it, Bungie just hates hunters, right? And then he goes, no, no, the, the Warlock is definitely going to be hit for us. I'm surprised if they don't turn it off by the end of the week. And we made a bet, and you've just told me that I lost. So, damn. Right. I'm going to say this now, and hopefully you retain this piece of information. I probably won't. Okay. Every bet that we've made, or you've, you've been involved in, that uh-huh. I know of, uh-huh. you lose. So I think I you should stop making bets you lost three bets in a row with me you then lost a bet yeah. with parody you've now lost a bet with micah that i know of stop betting you're not a betting man that can win please stop betting See, please. It, it, there's an exception to that right mm. so i don't watch sports but I, I might watch football uh soccer every now and again right and get caught up with the euro cup or the the, the world cup right but i don't watch american sports at all american football baseball none of that right that, that's because we're game players. We we don't we don't watch sports. We sit well, in our mum and dad's basement. Well, what I games. do is I'll I'll mess with my mom or I'll mess with my friends or whatever, and I'll make a bet on a game, right? And I'll be like, that team's gonna win, you know. And he's all like, dude, they're two touchdowns behind. I'm like, I don't care, underdog. Let's go. They're gonna win, and they do, right? When it comes to sports, I have an uncanny ability for picking winners, right? But here's the catch: my friend Tori said, dude, you need to start placing bets, and I said, no, no, no. The second I put money on it is when I lose. Yeah. What needs to happen is you need to take my words without telling me, make the bets, and then I just get random money in my bank account from you depositing my cut. This this is, yeah, I think this is where you're going wrong, is that you always, with us, you always kind of make a bet, and there's always kind of something that you get out of it. So if you just make a random bet without actually getting anything for it, you might actually win. That I mean, that's that's how it's worked for me so far, you mm. know. So if I don't know you're making the bet for me, or if I have nothing to gain, I'll win. Okay, uh, ten out of ten. <laughs> so the Titan Strand aspect banner of war. After you defeat an enemy with a melee attack, and yes, that includes glaive swords, finishes all your super melee. A battle standard is woven onto your berserker's back. The resulting animation pulses slowly to start but gains tempo and extends the life of the battle standard as players defeat or assist in defeating additional enemies. Allies can also charge the Hold on. No, stop right there. That's an important key aspect right there, right? Whether you or a teammate kills an enemy, it extends your battle standard. Yep. I have seen this in Crucible, watching Micah play, where he will go an entire match without losing that damn banner. That's to, ridiculous. I need to go and get it banner. You know? 
the fact that you and your teammates can run around continuously getting help. I mean, people made such well, a fuss about the, the, the hunter helmet that when we dodge, we get a little chunk of health. And you get that same chunk of health every second. This Titan well, has this banner running, it's, dude. It's, each beat sends out a healing pulse to allies in 10 meter radius. While the bat standard is active, the Titan and nearby allies deal increase melee damage too. So mm -hmm. there you go. That's cool. Your hunters... I mean, the melee damage aside, I'm not really too worried about that. But the, the healing, the healing in PvP is, is nutty, man. Come yes. on! The hunter new aspect, destroying a tangle, turns them into a whirling mass of strand that seeks out and damages nearby enemies, in addition to the normal tangle explosion damage. So you get extra damage. Enemies with the maelstrom take significantly take significant damage over time, and the maelstrom emits unraveling projectiles after defeating enemies. After 15 seconds, the maelstrom evaporates. So 15 seconds, you could you could have hundreds of these all over the place for 15 seconds. No, you can't. And even if we did, it can't kill a warlock, and the Titan team was going to kill us before it does any damage. Yay! We have a Beyblade. You have immortality! And your Weevilkers, your warlocks. I love the fact that they start off by saying, let's break reality. Like, let's right? break the game, basically. 90% <laughs> damage reduction, guys. Uh, it doesn't say it here, but after damage testing, we found out it was a 90% reduction in damage. 90. So it allows Warlocks to temporarily step into the weave. For a person playing the Warlock, this will appear as the darkening screen effect with a forest of strand threads, while others will observe the Warlock using the aspect as a mysterious green ghost. If you like third-person perspective with Nova Warp, then you'll enjoy this animation. Warlocks utilizing this aspect are also highly resistant to damage during this time. That is they, an understatement. They can't interact with the world. Mm-hmm. I have a video for you on that one. The time in a Weavewalker state varies depending on how many fully charged melees the Warlock has when they activate the Weavewalker. After all, life is about balance, and what do you get? Balance? Hold on. Balance? You had the audacity to use balance in yeah. this sentence regarding this ability. Well, while in the weave, warlocks passively generate up to a maximum of five perched threadlings, literally perched around the war warlock. If the player does so not, so here's what happens: what warlocks are doing is they'll go invincible. Let's call hmm. it that. You get five threadlings, and then pop a rift, which generates five more threadlings. So you got ten exploding cockroaches going around the map after this guy just popped his invincibility. Really? That you can't kill. Well, you can kill. Okay, so they have 90% damage reduction, except for when it comes to supers. Two, two hits from any super generally will kill this guy. But nine times out of ten, he's going to tank the first hit from a super. A super. This isn't a super. This is a, this is a melee ability, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, that can tank a super. Yeah, huh? And they had the audacity to say that this is balanced. Really? We have very, very different ideas of balance. <laughs> it, it's unbalanced and it's been stopped from the game. But Respawn will tell you about that a little bit later in his Respawn <laughs> Report Roundup. I guess so. But it's time to grab some Crota chips because we're talking worlds first. So you may know the drill or you may not know the drill. Raid goodness just dropped, which means it's time to dive in and see what Crota's End has to offer versus the original Destiny. 
For those eager to take on Quota's End, whether it's your first time or you're looking to enjoy some nostalgic fun, there are a few things that you need to know before diving into this fine raid weekend. So this is being released on September 1st, so the Friday coming up. So they're giving us good time about this. Contest mode will be enabled for 48 hours. You will need to be at 1790 power to be at the cap for all the encounters to take on the raid. To complete the superior swordplay triumph, a fire team must complete the curated list of challenges in the challenge mode and claim the triumphs to snag the world's first title and that sweet, sweet belt. But even if you didn't want the sweet, sweet belt, you still need to do that to get the triumph and the emblem and stuff. So even if you come world's 10th hmm. or 109, you still need to do the challenge things. Mm-hmm. To enforce the triumph requirements in challenge mode, your fire team will wipe if you fail to succeed conditions during any encounter. So it kind of gives you a hint to how to do it. For Krota's end, we've made some tuning changes to contest mode, as summarised below. Our goal is to maintain a high bar of challenge for the launch event achievements relative to the end ever-expanding capabilities of players. So they've increased the cap of player outgoing damage versus combatants. So keep in mind that the incoming damage cap did not change. Some enemies will gain elemental shields. All enemies will become more aggressive than previous contest mode. Uh, that's that's fun. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> yeah. But the bright side is you at least do more damage as they're running at you in hordes of enemies, right? I, I love it. All enemies yeah. will become more aggressive Ooh, in the previous uh, contest mode. Uh, on this note, is anybody else disappointed that Crota came back? No. I knew because I that. think I think that they've changed a lot. If you think about what they've done with Kingsfall and what they did with Vault of Glass, I think that they've changed it and they've they've probably made it harder. Now, when it first came out, it was a very hard raid. It, it was the first raid, wasn't it? Second. Second. Vault Sorry. of Glass was first. Thank you, Scratch. I appreciate it. It's anti Rose. Hey, I'm not the only one. Yay. Ha ha. I don't understand why you're disappointed. It's it's a because there's so many raids they could have chosen. I mean, everybody was hyping up Crota, 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 just because there's some idiots out there that want to solo Crota with the sword, right? But they they've specifically say said that you cannot solo this one. Still, but before they said that, that that that's what was on a lot of people's minds. You know what I mean? And it's just like there's so many other other raids that were more fun, dude. Forget loot. There are just other raids that were more fun than Crota's raid, you know? No, and, no and, it wasn't. And, no, it wasn't. Yes. No, it yes. Wasn't. Crota yes. was fun. I tell you what, when Crota first launched and I was shepherding people through that raid, trying to get people through that was very, very hard. And it turned out to be some of the most fun experiences that I've had of trying to get people but to... But that's, that's your interaction with people, not the raid. No, but it was. It was a fun raid. Trying to get through the mechanics of that raid when it first came out and Sherpa people through it was very, very good fun. It was a very hard raid because it was one of those things that, you know, if people You're still were... making it sound like it's the people experience, not the raid experience. No, the, I, I really did enjoy doing like the lamp section. Now, you could either you could do it in three different ways. You could either do it the legit way of actually traveling from lamp to lamp, or you could do the one where you stand on one of the lamps and then it blasts you up to kind of a top ledge and you can bypass all the enemies. Or, and that's another thing. The, the stupid lamp area, right? With all the freaking thrall that come at you mm-hmm. infinitely, you yeah. can't kill them all. They will never stop coming, right? And then the further you go, the slower you get. 
as they don't lose their speed, right? No. And this is contest mode, so most likely, if you don't get one shot, which I would be very surprised if you didn't get one shot by freaking Thrall, mm-hmm. then you're definitely going to get two shot. And there's going to be way more than enough of them to do that. You know? Yeah, but... So that, that by itself that doesn't sound like fun. No, it, it is fun. And I think they've probably built more mechanics into it that... I think one of the challenges is going to be that you have to move as a team through that lamp section. Because well, if you don't, you're an idiot. Well, no, we sometimes we would send off the hunter to go and do the lamps because right. once the hunter kind of went invisible and got through the thing, because I think Kepri Sting, when you got meleeed with that... You dropped that grenade, yeah. No, it hurt, turned you invisible in Destiny 1. Yeah, the smoke grenade. No, you didn't have a smoke grenade in Destiny 1. You just went invisible when you got meleeed. So oh, with melee, you, you'd go invisible and you'd have other ways of going invisible. So you could get to the end. And once you kind of get to the end and you do the, the, the panels on the floor and unlocked mm-hmm. it, other people could then come up and join you. So there were other ways of doing it. I, I did love kind of traversing the outside of the map, walking really, really slowly. You could oh, hear no, the, stop that. No, you could hear add, the like, uh, line of the thrall all behind you trying to get you. But for some reason on that outer edge, they still couldn't catch you. If you walked around the edge, but yeah, that, that was that yeah, but with contest mode running, right? And then you basically walking around because you're, you know, heavy or whatever. No, I, right? I think you'll have to move as a group and you'll have to l- light each lamp as you go through. As, I think, I think you will. I mean, we still have the, the Kepri Sting, but my concern yeah. is when that first thrall hits you and you drop the smoke grenade to go in Viz, you're already dead. Mm. I don't know. I, I think. The thing is, you you can't say, like T-Rex has said in the chat, that it, it feels underwhelming because you haven't experienced it yet. Get to well, the, the raid. raid itself was underwhelming. No, that... And they're redoing the raid. Uh, the version that, in that Destiny 1... kind of met about. Right. But I have, I have full faith in Bungie that they have revamped this to be more fun and a lot harder for people to do, and it's going to take... It's it's going to get you to kind of really think about your builds and that going into this because I think they're going to try and use this as an offshoot to kind of scale how they do the raid in the final shape. So mm, I don't know. Gonna... lots of people even lots of people have told me this right. I didn't come up with this on my own, but lots of people have told me this and even given me a list of why Crota would be better as a dungeon and not a raid. Yes, but that's I think that's why they've probably improved it. You can't really improve something that only had a couple of encounters, and the yeah. encounters were short. The, the the damn the damn darkness you're talking about is the the longest part of the entire raid. Yeah, you can. Uh, yes, thank you. More champs doesn't mean harder. It's just no, blood out no, champs. No, exactly. No, thank no, you, Rex. It's, it's, it's not. Champs. It's not a fun raid. You, you're trying to hype it up because you enjoyed it back in the day, right? But it, and. If you look at all the other raids we've had since then, there are so many other raids that would have been a more fun raid to bring back. You know, they're just going because of the nostalgia. Oh, it's Crota! It's Crota! It's Crota! Let's throw out some buzzwords. Crota! 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 Hey guys, it could be Crota. Hey guys, you want to see Crota? It could be Crota. It's just it's buzzwords that they would use to try to hype people up. But the people that were there, it wasn't a fun raid. You know, I did it just to get through it to try to get. You know the weapons or armor that I wanted. I but tell you what, after the experience was what. over, I was done. You know, come back to Thank me. You. Just weapons and XP. A weekly event for weapons and XP. He said it right there. You know, come back to me once you've done the raid, 
and tell me your experience and see whether it differs from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2. The only way they're going to make that raid good for me is they got to do something with the weapons and that armor better look damn good. Oh, the armor, you said? You remember the Destiny 1 armor that was reprised at the end of Destiny 1 with the glows on it that used to glow as you kind of took less damage? I think it was if you took damage, the glow would kind of go down with all the spikes on it. Mm-hmm. That is the armor that is in Crota's end. How do you know? Because they've said. Where do they say that at? It was in the showcase at the end mm. when they were talking about it. They said, Do you know that armor that we reprised? Does it still have the glow? Or yes. is it just base armor? As the glow. Okay. Well, that is a positive <laughs> point I'll give. Okay. Yeah. But what about the weapons and what exotic are they going to bring to the table? The exotic. It's going to be the Necrochasm. The auto rifle? Mm hmm. Really? Mm hmm. Is it going to be the same Necrochasm or did they redo it? Well, obviously they're going to have to redo it because it is, it was like the 900 RPM. No, not even, not even that. I think it was, it was a ridiculous fire rate. Um, it was, let me find my Necrochasm. It was 100 RPM in Destiny 1. Yeah, it was. Which was the same kind of one as the one from Trials, which was the... Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the one from Trials now. I never knew the one from Trials. You never played Trials back then. But it was like the fastest firing auto rifle oh. in the game or some nonsense. It was crazy. No, it wasn't the Summoner, was it? The Summoner was that one. Summoner's... The current submachine gun. No, in the but, game. no, there was a there was a summoner in Destiny One as well. The summoner, the summoner. But yeah, and I don't think it was that one. It was uh it was the Doctrine of Passing. Doctrine of Passing was a RPM of a hundred. It was so fast in firing, and it it was ridiculous. So Necrochasm was like the exact same kind of archetype. Had an RPM of a hundred, impact of two, range of fourteen. But it just fired for days. So it's faster than the 720 RPM auto rifles that we currently have. Significantly. So I wonder if they're going to bump it up to something along the lines of submachine gun fire rate with still keeping the damage really low at like a two impact. Oh, that's right. It was a weapon of sorrow. God. Okay, including the Guardians, once these weapons have been destroyed. Necrochasm mm-hmm. and Thorn are intact, but what did it do? Besides firing, what was its ability? I'm trying to see. Oh, its, its ability was the... It, we went over this last week, or the week before. Curse Bringer, well, the kills with this weapon trigger a curse thrall explosion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. But they got to do more than that, because, like, we have that. It's called Explosive Rounds, and we have... Uh, uh, I mean, hold on. Let's 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 take a break here, right? So we have, where's my dim? There's my dim. So we have guns that have things like uh, that's my heavy slot. Here it is. Um, dragonfly, firefly. Yeah. That do the exact same thing. Mm, so we had that. In, that's an exotic that perk. <laughs> yeah, I think there will be red killer. Um. It's got to do something better than that, man. It, it still says right here, I'm looking at a Destiny 2 Necrochasm perk. It's, it still has Curse Bringer, and it says the same thing. Yeah. Right? But Curse Thrall Explosion is, isn't any better than 
you know, Firefly, right? Unless, uh, it even says precision. It's exactly Firefly, right? Yeah, but that, that's, that's database at the moment. It could still be changed. That could no, just if be... It's, like, if it's just a kill in general, right? Like, yeah. if I shoot somebody in the foot and they blow up? Yeah. That's, that would be good, right? If on any kill they detonate. That's cool, right? But if it has to be precision, uh, uh, no. But yes, no. so you're getting cool armor, you're getting a cool weapon, the mechanics I, I swear are going to change, and the challenge modes to. are going to be a little bit difficult to kind of pull off, I think, to start off with. And don't forget, I, have, I haven't heard people talk about this, there are hidden chests. You remember this? There, I think there, well, there, were, hidden there were hidden chests in Destiny 1, and they, they differed in that first area. And it could be in one one of the door, one of five different doors down the side on the left hand side. And mm. if you were lucky, you could kind of go in there solo and get to the first door and open it before the thrall kind of killed you and get whatever reward it was. But yeah, it's, I think it was if if it was on the fifth one, it was a lot further round the corner. But yeah, don't forget there are hidden chests in that um, in that raid. So yeah, that's one at least. I'm I'm guessing they'd still be the same because I think they were very similar with the Vault of Glass. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's just being goofy. Is like, is there going to be another saga after the Light and Dark saga? And me and you both said yes. And yeah. then T Rex said, yeah, it's called Destiny 3. <laughs> so I, I think there's some really fun things to look out for the with um, Crota and the Crota's End raid returning. We'll see. I'm, I'm As of right now, I'm putting it on record. I'm disappointed they brought this one back. Yeah. I, I wanted like at least three others before this one, but. I know you we'll do. see if the necrochasm has been changed and it's really, really, really good. I'll give them the credit, even if the raid isn't fun. I do want the necrochasm and the armor, but please, please make the raid fun. You know, it's all about it. make it make it worth it. I don't, I, I don't want a hard raid per se. I want a fun raid, and Destiny seems to not know the difference between the two. <laughs> <laughs> But okay. guess what? We are getting new, new, new emblems. Yeah, new emblems. So we will have art of the week and movie of the week and fashion. Kitty, sorry. So is that can... a vinyl record for that one? Hold on, movie of, movie of the week emblem. Oh no, movie of the week is like an old VHS videotape. Oh, it is. Okay, I see. And it's got well, the barcode there. That's not too bad. I kind of like. I say that. I say VHS tape, but it looks like a an old cassette tape. And well, inside the VHS tape, it, it looked like that too. When you pop it open, yeah, yeah, yeah. so off, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. Kind I, of retro, I, I would, think I think twenty-four frames to... per second, right? We are going to have to go for that. Yeah, we're going to have to do a. a you're going to have to do a video. So yeah, I guess so I mean, they're, uh, they're very pretty. It comes out on Friday, and I think I'm on a plane home on Friday. So the earliest I can do it is that Saturday. Probably while we're doing the show, I might be in a raid. So, oh god, <laughs> parody, parody, come back and help me! I'll help you? Well, you're not going to be any help, are you? Next week, if you're going to be raiding while I'll oh, be god. giving people a first-person perspective of the raid. <laughs> Jeez, I'm not going to be any help. Speaking of our good friend Parody, it's time for Parody's player support report. Steam ending Windows 7 and Windows 8 support. So starting January 1st, 2024, Steam will be officially 
stopping support for Windows 7 and Windows 8 and Windows 8.1 operating systems. After that date, Steam clients will no longer run on those versions of Windows <gasps> to continue running Steam and any games that products that are purchased through Steam, including Destiny 2, players will need to update to a more recent version of Windows. For more information, please see Steam's article. Loadouts disabled. Due to an issue, we have temporarily disabled loadout functions. This will appear in-game as loadouts being locked behind Guardian ranks. Any existing mm. loadouts will be saved and available to players who have already unlocked them once a fix can be deployed. And finisher did you, changes... Did you see why they've been locked out? Yes, because I put it in your response report roundup. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. I think. So, with the launch of 7.2.0, the option to favour cosmetics was added to the game. As a result of this implementation, the option to favour finishes in players' inventories was depreciated. Players who would like to use only specific finishes in gameplay can store their finishes in their flair collections. To obtain them again or obtain other finishes, players can require them from the collection under flair finishes. Another thing I saw this season that you guys may or may not have noticed, right? Is you know how you had the ghost projectors, you had the the animations whenever you get resurrected, you had um all that good stuff, right? Transmog, right? Transmog. All that stuff you used to have to to buy one at a time. Like, if you wanted to put it on a ship, you'd have to buy mm -hmm. one, put it on the ship, and then it's gone. Right? Yep. Apparently, they've unlocked them now. Just yes. straight up unlocked. So that all the ones that you've acquired you. over you time... So, you're so funny. I, I, well, I mean, no. A lot of people didn't notice it, because how often do you go there? Right? No, I know. But I did notice that, that, that it was saying, for all of those that I had... Because I was scrolling over anything new that I might have missed in the seasonal stuff, right? And then it was saying, um, unlock. And I was like, what? Instead, instead of saying use or whatever, it was telling... Or instead of saying dismantle, it was saying unlock now. And I was like, oh! So I, I thought that that was a really cool quality of life thing. Hmm. Is that they're just unlocking all that stuff for you now. Instead of you having to buy them or having to store them or whatever, you know? So you probably knew this already. It was probably written somewhere. Well, I either didn't know or I forgot. I thought it was interesting. Okay. Yeah. So known issues. While they continue to investigate various known issues, here's a list of the latest issues that were reported to us in our hashtag help forum. The description <sighs> of the Griefwalker fails to mention that players must have at least one full melee charge available in order to use the aspect. Attempting to use Weavewalker, or attempting to use it at all, without a full melee will not do anything and you can't use it because it's it stopped and and the description also states something that i was upset about that warlocks probably enjoyed but now i'm happy about and warlocks dislike is in the description it says when you're in the air press the dodge right hmm. so i was thinking now titans and warlocks well they already both have air dodges anyway but, like, now here's another thing giving another subclass on a Warlock an air dodge, and Hunters still haven't had one in the history of ever. <laughs> right? But no, you don't actually dodge. You know? It says press the dodge button, but you literally just stand there, go into your invincible world or whatever, and then drop back down to the ground. You don't dodge left, right, up, down, or anywhere. You just go into the void. Right? Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you would need to dodge when you're about to become invincible anyway. <laughs> but yeah, in the description, it, it said that you guys had yet another dodge, and that was upsetting me until it actually came out. So there you go. The, the unveiled quest can't be completed 
noted, if a player listens to the new law in the Veil Containment before acquiring the quest from Nimbus, so be careful, <laughs> the veteran's flare transmat effect is missing from players' accounts. <gasps> the, the origin perk, Specialization 2 artifact perk, is not overcharging Season 22 weapons when the modifiers are active. Oh. The Deck of Whispers Ascension 8 card scorches players abnormally fast. <laughs> Wait, scorches players? Yep. I thought you said it was supposed to be a buff. Um, yeah. Various exotics in the Monument to Lost Light can't be acquired, even if the player owns the correct DLC. Oof. Infinite Quiver advertising art in the Eververse store is displayed using an incorrect shader. The Volatile Throne bundle advertises art in the Eververse store is displayed using an incorrect weapon shader. Unstoppable Taken Phalanxes are immune to receiving damage from headshots. Oh, some, play some players may have an open event card pop, pop up stuck on their screen. The Grandmaster Nightfall open date says June 13th. This is incorrect because we've already gone past June 13th. I was going to say. The correct date is September 12th. <laughs> the Phosphorant shader currently visible in collections is not an actual item and instead was added to the game unintentionally. This will be removed in a future update. Some players have right, reported not seeing the cutscene of Eris Transformation. The Defiant Ghost projection displays a projection from Season of the Witch. Some players are reporting that the clan banner is not appearing for them even though they are already in a clan. Players can speak to Hawthorne in the tower to reacquire their missing clan banner. That happened to me. I was like, I'm in a clan. Have I been kicked? Parody, where are you? On holiday? You're no help. Just... <laughs> As the clan leader, I why have I been kicked? Am I, am no, I the clan? it's, it's oh, fine. Right. I'll go to Hawthorne. She gives it to me again. The lectern of divination is missing icons in the helm. The hive portal in the helm is missing portions of transportation technology. Players having issue going through the portal can slide to always go through the portal. So you've got a slide to go through it. It's weird. The paracausal path emblem does not appear in collections. The various issues with the crucible's new relic mode, such as relic energy charge, appearing multiple times in the feed and arrow waypoints persisting over depots after it despawns. Well, my word, there's a lot of issues with Relic. The Festival Dance emote has unintentionally changed the, to the Samba Dance. That's not right. Some players cannot purchase a Ascendant Alloy or Enhancement Prisms from Raul. Special orders if you're over the old holding limit. Meaning, if you have 10, even though you can hold 20, if you already have 10, he won't let you buy any. Yes. Cool? Great. Okay. <laughs> now, we have Movie of the Week. Which is a hunter getting stabbed by Monte Carlo. Good. Uh, we have a an anime story movie of the week, which I haven't watched. Sorry, guys. We have artist of the week. You have the traveler and Kirby. Hold up, because I had a recent opening in my disciple crew. You seem shaped like a friend. He's shooting Kirby. Ah, and Kirby absorbed him. That's awesome. Um, and then what do we got? You got a hunter looking suave, you got a warlock looking suave, and then a titan kneeling to the both of them. That's I like that. You can, that's a good, you, that's, you a good image. That that's not actual destiny art, but yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's amazing. That's, that's, that's a good image right there. Yep, titan kneeling before the hunter and the warlock. That's mm -hmm. I dig it. Yeah. Um, and now we have the uh, response report roundup. We right, do. Here we go. Yeah, 
And what do we got going on here? Destiny Bulletin. The Grandmaster Nightfall opening date is actually September 12th, which we've just discussed. The armor from Crota. Here we go. We have some images. Titan looks ridiculous. Warlock looks kind of cool. Hunter be looking sexy. Oh, yeah. Look at that hunter. Look, look, look at that hood. Look at that helmet. You kind of actually, you got a, you got an aliens versus predator look going on with the titans, though, don't you? With the four little mandibles on your face, huh? Uh, when Bungie said they want the final ship to be an Avenger style conclusion, they want Kitty. Look at the images. <laughs> yeah, the images. This is a podcast. Some people might not know. Okay, so okay, so in, in the Avengers Endgame, you had Thanos in the background looking to the left. In the uh, final shape, you have the witness in the background looking to the left, almost in the exact same spot, right? And then you have, in the Avengers, you have, like, Tony Stark, you know, kind of at the top, and then everybody else below him kind of trickling down as you go. Yeah. And then you have Ikora basically doing the same thing with everybody else with Cade at the bottom, right? So, you know, Ikora, our guardian, Zavala, Cade, the ghost. So as it trickles down, and then, yeah, I mean, side by side, there's so many similarities. <laughs> okay. Uh, carry 10 Guardians through Crotus and Raid, you get an emblem. Not a bad emblem. It's basically the Lantern as the emblem itself, and the rest of the banner is shrouded in darkness with, like, an ominous shadow kind of in a green background coming to get ya. Um, kind of cool. Uh, due to an issue, the Warlock's We've Walked Strand aspect has been disabled. We're actively pursuing a fix for a future update. T tell you why, though. Okay. Well, the reason it was, you know, disabled is not because there's a bug. It's uh, There might be a bug, but it's not because there's a bug. It's not because it's not working as intended. The problem is, it's working exactly as they designed it to function, and that was completely broken. <laughs> So that's why it's disabled. Freaking warlocks. No, I, uh, I can tell you why it was disabled. There is a video what? from, uh, I think it's uh, Frostbolt, which I will uh -huh. link in our show notes, which basically shows you, yes, you, you can be invincible floating around and, and, and get away with like, damage mitigation. And they say that you, you, know, you can't do any damage to anybody outside of it. Mm. But if you carry a glaive, you kind of melee them almost immediately out of the glaive and you can kill people in pvp just instantly so i think they had to kind of lock it before it went into trials this so weekend hold on. like you stab someone so you're invincible yeah you stab someone with a glaive it pops your invincibility and then you go back invincible is that what you're saying yep <laughs> you could the, the animation for the glaive just auto, it, it there's no kind of you come out of the animation for your Wii Falker, you just went straight into the animation of meleeing, so nobody could see it coming. So you, you had <laughs> Frostbolt was just gliding up to people in PvP. They were trying to run around and get away from uh -huh. him, and he was just like stabbing them with the glaive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> temporary fix to re-enable loadouts is targeted to be released next week. The temporary fix will not pull items from your vault. A permanent fix is currently being tested and is scheduled to go live in a future release. Okay. Ah, uh, I can't believe the loadout was crashing the game. It, 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 they don't even say right here that that's why they they've locked it. Is whenever you would go to change loadouts, it would crash 
the game. Oh. And I don't mean your game. I mean, if you're playing with friends, it crashes everyone's game. Oh, dear. Yeah. If you didn't know that, if you're in a fire team, everybody's game crashed. So that's why they disabled that. Um, the team is aware of an issue regarding ascending shards and resetting your vendor ranks. We're absolutely who's already resetting their vendor ranks, you psychopath. We're actively working on a fix to deploy as soon as possible. That's another thing. Have you seen the this season's gun that you get from the vendors? It's a hand cannon. Have you seen that? I think so, yeah. So underwhelming. We have deployed a fix to change the matchmaking in the Relic Crucible Labs game mode to be connection-based. Due to a bug, the game mode initially launched with a skill-based matchmaking, ma- matchmaking setting. There we go. Oh, we have a resolved issue. Here we go. Update. This issue is not resolved. Players who were blocked from progressing the Bladed Path quest should now be able to access the mission uh, Invoke in the Helm. There you go. Players are encouraged to continue reporting any game issues. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. The phosphorescent shader. That's a good word. Phosphorescent. Shader is currently visible in collections, and it's not an actual item. We already said that. Okay. And we are currently investigating reports of missing silver purchases on PlayStation platforms. So if you want to buy silver on PlayStation, don't. There you go. Oh, we got more. Oh, goodness. There's lots today. Okay. We're investigating an issue with the missing competitive division emblem for Season of the Witch. We'll follow up with an update once we have more information. That's uh, somebody got like to the highest rank in PvP, right? That's that one? Yes. Okay, yeah. Alright, um, and Cosmo says, spiky armor, let's go. A set of armor has returned from ages past, Curtis, and will feature the glowing god knight suit for hunters, the death singer suit for warlocks, and the will breaker suit for titans. The names are good, if nothing else. <laughs> right? Uh, available in game raid rewards. Curtis and contest mode launched on September 1st, 2023. Huzzah! But yeah, glowing bone armor, spiky bone armor. And that looks like that is it for Respawn's Report Roundup, everybody. Cool. And there we go. So let's go over tips, tricks, guides, and builds, because your boy Respawn is feeling the call of nature in a vital way. We, you, you go and sort that out, and I'll tell people about the, the videos I've watched this week. Okay, go ahead. So this week, as I said at the beginning of the show, keep your eye on Cheese Forever. Literally about, I think it was an hour before the show started, he posted another video about a power level glitch, which is giving you instant power level of plus 20 to your artifacts. So you can fill this in-game. Easy master difficulty cheese. Now this is equipping an old artifact from your collections. will tell you, I think it's like it says plus 9 on it or something, but it will actually give you plus 20 in-game. So, yeah, just check out Cheese Forever mm-hmm. this week. I mean, what else was there this week from him? He had the new exotic glitch, uh, or just crazy good, that you were talking about with the Moth Keeper's Wraps and the x uh Fusion Rifle. Is that a glitch or not? There is an insane damage with the Pyro Gale uh, Gauntlets for the Titans that I I think is still available. Go and check that one out. Game-breaking malfeasance, double damage glitch with champions, or damage glitch and double champion to stun. So 
you know with an exotic if it has in intrinsic exotic perk that says like it stuns uh, unstoppable champions yeah so if it stuns unstoppable champions and say like uh, there's a anti-barrier hand cannon in your artifact that it it only prioritizes the thing that's actually on the exotic doesn't it well apparently it's doing double champion stuns and it shouldn't really do that it should only do the one thing and not two things oh i mean yeah is it a bug i've always is wanted to do yeah because if it's got the one you can't have another that's yeah it's always been stupid in my mind so too bad that you could just leave it as it was are you interested in nine rockets in the magazine sorry i thought i heard you say nine rockets in a magazine but yeah. that's not a thing well cheese forever would like to tell you that it is a thing and you should go and check out his video to see all about it. Huh. Mm. And oh, I yes. guess I'm going to have to. I was telling you earlier, wasn't I, about the Tessellation, which is the pre-order bonus that you can get for the final shape. Yeah. Cheese has the video on the Tessellation is about to be disabled because it's a boss melting damage glitch. So I think that's mm. the one where I told you where you have to swap the grenades over. But mm -hmm. Cheese yep. tells you in a bit more detail. So mm. as I told you, the Weavewalker got disabled. I Frostbolt put a video out for that one. I Frostbite also says that Thorn is back. Yes, the hand cannon is back in action. So you should go and check out that and see why Frostbolt says that it's back. Sabbath Inspire Week 1 Secrets. So the Ascent and Labyrinth Mirror Season of the Witch Triumphs that you can kind of get. So Ibontis has a guide for you to how to get the two secret chests as you go through the Sabbath Inspire and how to get the uh, other, I think it's Mirror Mirror is the other triumph. So mm. go and watch his guide on that. Destiny Fun Police put out a video on the insane buff that the Icefall Mantles got with the Titans, with the Overshield. I remember how last season it was top DPS, but nobody could use it because it was too long to be sustained. No, the Icefall Mantles is the one that, instead of popping your barricade, it gives you the Overshield for stasis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember this one? So, yeah, yeah. so they have been changed. So stasis final blows have a chance to grant an escalating bonus to stasis weapons. It replaces your barricade ability with your personal overshield. So when you activate a barricade, you gain the highest tier stasis weapon damage bonus to create a burst around yourself, which slows combatants. While you have the overshield, you are slowed and the barricade does not recharge. But giving you the escalated bonus to stasis weapons is amazing. And destiny fun police would like to tell you why it is amazing so go and check out his video then we have the monte carlo catalyst is a monster with cool interactions from cool guy if you're interested with that one lucky 10p this week has testing all three new exotic armors so those are all the new gauntlets for the titan the warlock and the hunter testing those with damage so if you're interested in that go and check that one out lucky 10p also has the three new aspects for strand and the testing of those. So go and check that one out. And finally, we have the new Crucible SMG is insane from Destiny Fun Police. So that's it. That's all the videos I'm going to kind of leave you with this week. So if you go and check out one video, I'd probably recommend doing the Ibontis one so that you can get the chests and you can do the triumphs and things. So go and check that out. But yeah, that's uh, that, that's what I've kind of whittled it down for you for this week. So hopefully our partner in crime parody will be back next week to 
help with the show as Respawn is going to be doing a raid. And speaking of parody, parody from a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to hand it over to you, my friend, to tell us about our patrons. If you too would like to get access to our secret Patreon Discord, or just say, I enjoy these guys talking at me about this game obsessively for hours and hours every single week, you too could go to patreon.com slash TTAH. And you cannot threaten us with a good time like Seb Orbit can. You could join our Otter Dance troupe as Mellow Mally, BHS Nightcrawler, the Scarlet Cam, and the one and only T-Rex King, who I'm sure is sitting in the Twitch channel right now, being very thankful that Respawn is back to bring him all the live game, all the live podcast this week. You too could throw more grenades, like Carver2782, Golden God1562, Basically Salt, Zombie Pops, Renard Kalant, or the one and only Noble, who is here with us this week. Not just throwing grenades, also throwing good opinions out at us. And finally, we have Deacon's Day One Raid team that she has painstakingly prepared and put together, consisting of PP Pipe, Dimwi, The Drifters Driftwood, Space Coin, and Damn House. Well, thank you very much there, Parody. And I think that's the end of the show. So again, back over to Parody, because I'm useless at doing the outros for the end of the show. So I think this is where I say thank you for joining us. Your Titans are no longer. Your Warlocks are Parody and Night Demon. Your Hunter Master Rager is no one to in real life. You can email the show at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com. We're on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you type Two Titans and a Hunter into a search box. You'll find us. I believe in you. Or if not, twotitansandahunter.com. That'll get you there. Follow us on YouTube for every new episode, weekly update, and live streams. What Shade of One has in store for you? Uh, you can follow us on TikTok, which exists at, um, I'm going to say search Two Titans and a Hunter on TikTok and you will find us. Because again, we are everywhere you want us to be. If you want to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash TTAH. If you just want to have a little, you know, lo-fi casual encounter, coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash Two Titans and a Hunter. If you want the live thrill of spicy language and all the action you can take and oftentimes live shows on Saturday mornings, but not every time twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life. If you want to figure out what exactly the British school schedule is and you're in the U S and you want to get up early in the morning, or if you're in lovely England land or Europe and you say early mid morning sounds good. Twitch.tv slash two tents and a hunter where the lovely night demon streams and helps people through things. So if you're trying to get through a thing, and you're like, I would like British Dad to take me through that thing, which is really how all of us see him. Twitch.tv slash Two Titans and a Hunter. And, you know, hit the buttons there. It'll tell you when people go live. Because while we have aspirations, we are all tired, working, professional people. And, uh, you know, it doesn't always happen. Because while we used to say we are not streamers or YouTubers, which now we are streamers and YouTubers both, not professionally. So we do our best each and every week to bring you all the news, all the information, and I think we've done that. And, and yeah, deuces. Allons-y. Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast.